Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding My Fit at 40. I'm still 40 and I'm here with my two friends who are not 40, but I'm 40 and... <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. You know I'm older than you, right? Yes, but you're not 40. That's true. I'm in the exact number. You're not exactly <laughs> 40. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not I'm just wrong. Being, yeah, see, I know. Are we going to change the name of the show next year? Uh, I don't know. We've discussed. Oh, uh, we are a finding lot my of fit at forty-one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, because that's like, like saying that he didn't find it at forty. Oh, he true. damn well found. Oh, maybe it we'll at 40. just switch it to found my fit. That's at that's 40. what I had said initially. Oh, there's an idea. idea. Yeah. But then, right. uh, uh, wait, maybe we shouldn't put this in the pod so people don't steal that name. Yeah. So that next year we have it. Available. But I've, I've also hey, been digs. thinking that then that still keeps it just about you where we could transition into a, a wider trio podcast like we're already doing now i mean we kind of do that anyway the we whole do. idea i th- i think for me what the name and the whole is like for right now it's it's my journey at 40 but what about find your fit at 40 no because then that i feel like that changes the demographic i feel like this is a conversation we don't really need to have <laughs> on the pod first off Oof, i don't is, know i feel like we're already in yeah it. we are kind of already in it. that's mike that's chrissy we're here for another awesome episode we've got some cool fun stuff to talk about today um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is my updates. Tell us something good, bud. So last time we were here, last week, I was at 209.6. Today, I am at 209.6. Solidly. Hey, crushing it. Under 210. Yeah, I have. So none of my weigh-ins this week went back up over 210. Correct. Which you is got cool, down as far as 208, really 208 even, yeah. Yeah, I hit at one point. Yeah. So, oh, you did? Yeah, nice. this week. Yeah, so I did lose weight this week. It just... <laughs> It's just not showing today. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, well, the reason it's not showing, again, I'm trying really hard to eat lean on Sundays. This, this but is I, end up, I, I can't wait till what he says. I know what's coming. Yeah, it's basic. hard. Sundays are a hard day to yeah. do that because it's family day. Well, it, and it's not, it hasn't been. Well, sort of hasn't been. But because I, I, I picked up gigs all through August on mm. Sundays, so I've been working on Sundays. It's a lot of salt I've been consuming on Sundays. Right. And one of the things that has been like my go-to when I'm on the road and driving now and want to eat, uh, there's a, a Publix, a supermarket on the way up. It's like halfway up to to Hilton Head where I yeah. have to drive. And I stop at the Publix. And I'm so sick of getting the same things all the time. <laughs> so I'm trying. And when I want to really eat lean, I'm getting the point, too, where I'm like, I don't really want any of that stuff. Right. The fruit thing has made such a huge, huge. difference. It's the huge. last. The last week, I've really embraced the fruit, nice. where I've just been eating like a lot of fruit, yeah. a lot more fruit, mm-hmm. and I really don't have any. What's your go-to cravings? Fruit salads. Interesting. So oh. I'll stop when I like. So I stopped yesterday at Kroger, not Kroger. I'm sorry, Publix. I just said a lot of advertisements for supermarkets here. Krublix. Um, <laughs> Krublix. Ew. <laughs> That's awful. It sounds. I don't like it. Really Poker. So, <laughs> not better. Not better. Um, so I stopped at Publix and I picked up. Uh, what? So one of my go tos is 
I'll get the lunch meat, the, the prepackaged lunch meat. Right. It's quick of chicken breast, mm-hmm. and they have like the different flavor yep. chicken breast lunch mm-hmm. meat. But it's super high in sodium. Super high in sodium. Oh. Yep. Super high in sodium. That makes but I rock the half pound of that and just eat the whole thing and like roll it up and eat it. It's easy for me to mm-hmm. eat while I'm driving as well. Right. Um, the thing that's not so easy to eat while I'm driving is the fruit salad, but it's just so freaking good. It mm-hmm. is. But I stopped and got just a big old bowl. So yesterday I got it was. Kiwi, mm. strawberry, kiwi. blueberry, kiwi and pineapple. Beautiful. Bro, so good. They got pineapple on everything, and I just hate pineapple. <gasps> really? I know. I'm Out. sorry. Oh. It's, She's it's, off the pod. I'm sorry, people. It's a non-judgmental pod, Victor. <laughs> it's like... We embrace your weirdness. Pineapple is like, it's got like... <laughs> your weirdness. <laughs> like fibers in it. It's got like, it's like fibery. I don't like it. It's, it's so delicious. It's depending on the, the portion of it. Like, I feel like the, the tenderest... Outside stuff is less fibery, but mm-hmm. if you get close to the middle, and if you are a sensation kind of person, that's the one you're hyper focused on. It and it's hard just to find those. So, and so there's also a difference <laughs> on where you buy your fruit salad in terms of what part of the pineapple they give you. Uh. Okay. So I've eaten fruit salads. I got them from a bunch of different grocery stores. I'm not going to call out grocery stores, mm-hmm. except um, Publix. <laughs> that's the good one. So See, I now, stopped. Now it. everybody knows. Now I tried to that. hide the name. Yeah, no, didn't work. <laughs> so I stopped. I'm gonna call it grocery stores. I stopped at <laughs> Harris Teeter. If you, I know Harris Teeter's like a, I think a I know that they got thing, good yeah. grocery bags there. They've got, got a lot of good. Things. They have a lot Harris of stuff. Teeter has a lot of. Harris Teeter's awesome. never been into one. So <laughs> the one that I <laughs> only know about their bags. <laughs> oh, the one I've go, I go to. It's on. It's actually on Hilton Head. They have an awesome, awesome section of. Uh, beef jerky. It's Ooh. huge. It's like the biggest section of beef jerky I've ever seen in a grocery store. It's like almost a whole yeah. aisle. You've wow. never been to Bucky's yeah. then. It's, what's that? You've never been to Bucky's then. No, I've never been to Bucky's. <laughs> never Bucky's I've heard Bucky's is like a life experience. Yeah, never, <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A life experience. I haven't done the Bucky's. No, thing. but that's that's cool. And I, I find, it doesn't. Is Harris Teeter's owned by Pub or a Kroger? Yes. Okay. Oh, it is. Yeah, because yeah, you, you can use your, use your Kroger, Kroger card at Harris Teeter's. I didn't Teeter's. know that. Uh, I really should probably go to a Harris Teeter's. So <laughs> I think the closest one is on Hilton Head, though. Yeah, Aaron's so. folks. Oh yeah, live up there. That's where I know about their bags. I get stuff in their bags. So I I like that Harris Teeter. But I got a fruit salad there, and I was eating, and I took a chunk of pineapple, and I was like, oh, that's the core. And I was like, okay, not going to eat that piece. So yeah. I just had to like, eat around the pieces of core, because like, they just took a pineapple and basically just chopped it up and right. threw it in there. Went to Publix mm-hmm. expecting the same thing. So I was like, well, I'm probably not going to eat all this, because yeah. there's going to be core pieces in there, and it's going to throw off the weight from what I right. put in my thing anyway. So whatever. Not a single piece of core. Nice. And it was mo- it was a it was like a pound and a half of... It was a big old bowl. I couldn't even eat all of it. I was so full at that point. Quitter. Yes. <laughs> I quit. Um, but there was not a single piece of core, so like they actually cut yeah, it correctly. Yeah, they did that's, a nice, that's nice job. Yeah. That's nice. What a huge difference. Yeah. Every bite, I was ready for the core, like this hard piece, yeah. and I was like... See, delicious. I don't want to eat any delicious. kind of fruit where I got to be like ready for their internally to be a, ready for uh, what may or may not come. That I'm not going to be into. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can just prepare it properly, and you don't have to worry about that. There's like anything is kind of like that. I mean, if you prepare things wrong, I've heard that terrible. Yeah. yeah, but then I have to like buy the pineapple and do the work. And like, you ever looked at pineapple? Like, what about a pineapple looks like you should eat it? Like everything, everything, everything it looks about it is so delicious. It's got spines no, I, I, all over it. I it literally agree. It looks does like look you like shouldn't a torture eat device. it. Yeah. It also, does. like coconuts. Like, I don't know how someone like figured out that you could eat them, and they're full of delicious like 
sweet flavored thing, right? No, I'm out. But you don't like coconut. You don't like, I don't like coconut oh, either. I, I look I at a coconut, coconut and it's to me, it's like a pineapple. I'm like, I shouldn't. Clearly, those things do not want to be harassed. Coconut milk. Let's delicious. stop harassing Clearly them. They have <laughs> outer shells and spiky skin. <laughs> They're asking me not to eat them. I look at it as everything oblige. worthwhile takes a little bit of work. That's, you know, write that down. Okay, thanks, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> way to get deep. Way to get deep. Deep on the pineapple. Jeez. So with that, uh, talking about the, I took, I ate the high sodium stuff, and yeah, I, I didn't expect my way in to be super great because I knew I was going to take a lot of sodium, but I also didn't eat a ton of crap right. yesterday, uh, and I even had a beer yesterday. Uh, somebody at my gig offered to buy me a nice. beer, and, mm-hmm. and typically, I always say yes while I'm at a gig because that's extra money that the bar makes, mm-hmm. and that the bartender who that's the reason I'm there, and it's extra beer that you get. Drink, yeah. If I drank at every single gig, though, Mike, no, oh, I get that. that I sense. would be yeah. having yeah. a really good time, but yes. yeah. maybe not doing a really good job. I would not be paying my bills anymore. <laughs> you know, there's like lots of other things. Yeah. No, I would, I would be a straight up alcoholic if I drank at every single one of my gig. I used to in my twenties drink yeah. all the time with gigs, and then at some point it clicked, and I was like, I drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, as I started, it was I think it was as I started doing like weekday gigs and stuff too. Right. That I was like, um, should I be drinking right now on a Tuesday? Mean, yeah, when I just drank. I mean, I think people Friday, focus Saturday, too much Sunday, on that. Now Monday. this is coming from a retired, semi-retired person. But like the day of the week doesn't matter to me. If it's I mean, we drink on Tuesdays. This is the day that we're off. Correct. <laughs> and if it's we're ten, a, if it's ten a.m., you know, I don't care about that. It's not even noon thing. I feel like drinking right now. <laughs> if I feel like drinking, I'm gonna have a damn drink. I, I understand that. However, I also wanted to not like. I mean, I don't care. Again, my days off are really weird too. I work the weekends. Right. So that's yeah. like and you also have kids. I like I don't have kids. Yeah, so. that's fair. I mean, that drives me to drink more, but you know, that's one yeah. Of the drive is there, but you're responsible enough not to do it. I'm impressed. We'll believe that. Okay. Yeah. So seeing uh, other people's we'll kids makes me that. drives me to drink. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, I, I just decided at one point that I I shouldn't drink every gig all the time. Right. 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 But it's probably good for your long term health. I yeah, think that that's was a good part choice. of that too. And I mean. We've had moderate alcohol intake has been shown to lower risks of you know insulin resistance and Alzheimer's and it's a few also other things. been yeah. shown moderate, in my family. Moderate, moderate is the, the ticket there. Increase alcoholism. Oh, there is that. Yeah, there yeah, is there is things. that. But on average, so. it takes about thirteen years of seriously heavy drinking why to do nail you know some that? alcoholism. Yeah, why I don't do know you why know I know that? Why did you study That's like? So is there, I just pick up random things and they Maybe stay we there. Have a talk later. No, I'm only at year twelve. I'm only here. We're fine. Good. <laughs> However, I am an overachiever, so I'm mm, on the cusp. That's true. <laughs> I'm on the cusp. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, part of it with me is uh, it was family history. Um, men die young in my family, and the bottle usually is what gets them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, to that, I say challenge accepted, and yeah. you're already on the right track. Well, that's what I'm trying. Like I said, my dad used to work out and stuff, too, but he drank all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Even when he wasn't supposed to and this kind of deal. Um, my pain, my pick picture of my dad like was a raging alcoholic he wasn't that guy but just drank often just like everybody too much to be healthy not that he was you know raging yeah all like the time a lot of a, a lot of people in my family that just alcohol i mean a lot of families alcohol I'm is you, man, the amount of like functional alcoholics <clears throat> that I, I even see in day to day you know like it's a thing people drinking is big yeah it is. you it know is. it's a big it's a big crutch for people they come home and they have they have a drink because they've had a long day at work. Like I get it. It's not like it's hard to grasp. No, not know? at all. <laughs> not at all. And again, you you look at the the average person on their nutrition and fitness related training in general. Well, 
alcohol can kind of come down to that nutrition side of things. Like mm-hmm. they don't realize oftentimes that too excess is is causing absolute issues. And so it's not a good coping mechanism. It just obviously does help with the coping. Mm-hmm. Oh, so let's spin it then for the, the, the nutrition and the, the fitness side of it. How much, like, let's get super serious about Absolutely. it here for a second. How much is too much? Just from, obviously, there, everybody has their own, their own demons and psychological side of it. Of like, course. how much is too much? Of course. But on a purely fitness, nutrition yeah. side, how much is too much for alcohol for trying? If you're trying to, A, lose weight, or you're trying to... Maximize gains. Yeah, or you're trying, to, yeah. That's, trying, that's a great How much alcohol is question. too much, or it does some help? Like, because you just said there is some benefit. So in your experience, what is what is the answer to that question? And, and luckily, there's there's been a good amount of studies for that. So so first off, for the more brief approach, the the from the psychological aspect and, and coping, uh, the sooner I think people realize that that is a temporary thing and forgetting blacking out and going numb doesn't make the shit go away. So if that's where you're at, I'm hoping people do realize that and come to a healthier term. Like it's everybody's journey is their own. From the, the science side of things, um, it's going to change depending on like you're talking to somebody who's 250 pounds mm-hmm. or say a female who's you know 120 pounds. Mm-hmm. But what I tend to tell most males, and I'm, you can just adjust a drink down, is up to about four drinks in a sitting is fine. Um, and if you're trying to lose weight or maintain or whatnot, you still basically count in calories at that point. So the easiest thing to do is to basically sub out, I prefer to, to focus on fat, mm-hmm. and then put those drinks in the mix. So four standard drinks, you're looking at about 400 calories. Um, so that's about, what, 40 grams of, of uh, fat right there? So when you say standard drinks, I just want to clarify this because I've made this mistake. Four standard drinks means either a light beer or a shot of alcohol with no mixer. Right. Those a, are standard drinks. A single drinks. serve drink. And yes. if you're looking at liquor, that's... And at home, this is, this is where people... I've made this very, very clear. You need to measure your alcohol out because 1.5 ounces is a standard shot. So when I say four drinks, I literally mean wait. six ounces of alcohol, of liquor. Oh, so wait. Will you say 1.5 ounces? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's oh. a shot. An o- yeah, an ounce and a half. I thought a shot wasn't just an ounce. No. no. An ounce and a half. I mean, a there's shot. a lot of places that'll try to chip you a little bit. Correct. But it's and an there ounce are people who have, have bigger pores. They'll pour two ounces in, yeah, in their drinks, that's and that's too. fine. But but worldwide, like your standard shot is 1.5 ounces. That's not. That may or may not be worldwide. Here we go yeah. for another tangent. Widespread yeah. US. Widespread yeah. US. <laughs> Here's another little tangent thing. So I went to bartending school when I was younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's you not did great at that. Yeah. What do they teach you? We learned you? a shot as a one ounce. What was the count for that? Four. Well, oh, that's not you guys wrong. Use a six count. Yeah, four, a six four count. Four count is an ounce. Six count. Yeah, is so a four count for uh, an ounce. For a well, one I mean, now if, if you're making were mixed you making drinks, mixed drinks where you were putting more than one ounce of stuff into things? No, it was just a single drink. Regular, so like a drink. like a rum and but coke was an ounce of rum and then some coke. Yeah, interesting. But what size? So we, I also learned using actually highball glasses, uh-huh. which are f- so they're smaller glasses. Right. So the mixer, the the, the highball I mean, is a smaller glass. It's smaller than a pint glass, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but, but it's bigger than it's a bigger low than ball. a rocks glass. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. We we use highball glasses. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. I, you, you know, you've I been know, there. I've been there <laughs> once or twice. Um, once or twice. <laughs> once or twice. Last week. Um, <laughs> last week. Yes. <laughs> So, but 
Yeah, that's so. I've always uh, one drink is. So hey, you've been jipping yourself. Get yourself that extra half an ounce when you're drinking. There you go. I mean, I don't really make myself drinks at home much. At an, I think. Number. I think also what what people may be thinking. Anytime you see like this, and apparently we're, we're going to go into the villainizing of alcohol here shortly too, but the you'll see like the chart of your five ounce glass of wine and one ounce of liquor and one beer, and I think those are all considered one one drink if you're going by. The government who has also put out the food pyramid. Yeah, that is confusing because, like, right? Is a glass of wine like equivalent to one ounce of alcohol? It might. It might be yeah. four ounces. So this is what how I learned it was: one ounce of hard liquor is equivalent to four ounces of wine mm-hmm. and twelve ounces of beer. That's so weird. All right. and the standard pour so wine is five it. ounces, so I don't. I don't understand. It do, doesn't matter. So basically, to to make this a little bit shorter. Is I go off of just the the four one and a half ounce drinks or four drinks in general, just for ease of counting. And if you're below that, you're you're even so better. So like off. every time, like you know, is that every day? That's I'm I'm getting okay. there. All right, that, sorry. But it's no, it's a great question. It helps keep me on track too, because yeah. you know I'm ADD. Uh, <laughs> Barely even so, noticed, Mike. <laughs> the reason I one kept cap it at four is because that's when you start to affect testosterone production, which women mm-hmm. don't have this issue. I was just and, about it, to ask and it's not like that women testosterone production isn't important. It's still important in women, but for some odd reason, and I forget what the reason was. I don't remember if the it's the estrogen effect that is also anti-catabolic, muscle eating, so you spare more muscle. I'd have to go back and see what it is, but women are not affected by the alcohol scenario. Um, well, like that's men nifty. Are. Yeah. So, and, and I think because if, and it may, that and sucks. Th- now this is just me getting outside of the bubble and, and uh, theorizing, but it may be because it's kind of percentage based. So more than like six drinks in a sitting for a male can drop your testosterone. Yeah, by I guess you guys 10%. have so much more so testosterone. So 10% yeah. of say 500 is, you know, 50, 50. where 10% yeah. of say 30, yeah. which might be a female standard or 70 or whatever yeah. is much, much less of a yeah. drop. So it's more significant for a male at that point. Um, I've seen studies both saying that it doesn't affect muscle protein synthesis or your body's ability to, to recover and or grow. And I've seen some that says it does. Your watch is I mean, I feel like it at any, if you know, if you drink enough, then yeah, I mean, it's, at it's some gonna, point, it's, it's going to probably rob recovery, gains. Right? And even if yeah. it's not robbing you at a cellular level, it's definitely robbing your motivation. Yeah, man, you're not going to feel you know, well. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to feel great on that front. So anytime I have somebody who's looking to lose weight, I tell them no more than one to two times a week drinking. Try and keep your drinks at four or below. And then you're not going to have to worry about gains. If you happen to have, if you keep it at one, but you kind of go balls to the wall for, for the week, that's fine too. Um, but roughly still keeping to calories is going to affect your overall fat loss for, for that week. I find it tough because like, you know, what, what's the saying when I, whenever I, cause when I actually have drink, I'm like, cause you've said this before about the four drink thing mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, that's my cap Four drinks. Yeah, it's hard. Three drinks in <laughs> Yeah, your brain's like, well, yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. It's hard with beer. Because if you're, especially if you're drinking yeah. a light beer, it goes down quick. You're not stressed about it. The best way to do the, the four drink is to get liquor. Because then you're literally, and you, you tell somebody who just doesn't really like liquor mm-hmm. that it's, it's a hard sell. But, and because the beer gets, gets warm faster, like that, you tend to drink faster. If you have liquor, um, oh, you're one, it has less tag along stuff. Ice, yeah, it's just a straight like, shot on, on rocks or with a splash of club or diet, anything yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you, you just, Sip on that. And if it's the harder it is and cleaner it is, the less likely you are to chug it. So for me personally, I'm, I'm either bourbon on the rocks or bourbon neat. 
And so that, I'm just sipping on that. You're able to pace that off. Nobody's like, well, you're not drinking fast enough. Why don't you put a nipple on that glass? Because that's weird. Why would you put nipples on alcoholic drinks? Anyways, <laughs> so the liquor will help you kind of pace better. And then it stays colder longer. And then as it waters itself down, it's not affecting even the flavor in a negative way. Yeah, of yeah a I feel like my strategy would be like to like shoot a shot. I don't drink alcohol. So this <laughs> is an imaginary scenario. Did you drink alcohol at any point? I did. Yeah. yeah. My body's Why'd just weird about alcohol. It doesn't. It really treats it like a toxin. Like I can, I can maybe like drink one glass of wine, maybe, or like maybe a shot and be yeah. okay. But like if I drink any more than that, it's gonna upset my stomach the next day. And it's just like that's not worth it to me. You right. know, I did it for a long time. Because that's just what just you like do when you're young. You suck it up. It's not like, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just must have bad hangovers. Keep at it. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> exactly. It wasn't worth it. Um, but I feel like you could take a shot and then let's just have like a diet soda that you're like sipping on the whole yeah. time, you know? And then like you just go to the bar and take another shot. Right. You know? Yeah. I, see, my, see, here's my struggle with that. I guess if you enjoy it. My beer. goal when drinking is not to get hammered. Same. So right, that's that that's goal has changed also, for me. I mean, that's a that's a very different mentality. Mm-hmm. I remember. I mean, I've never kind of really had that mentality, even when I was in my early twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just never really had that mentality because I remember going to bars with like friends and with other people, and they'd be like, "Let's pregame, come on, let's do some shots before we go." I was like, <laughs> "Why? They sell booze there. <laughs> let's just go get it. What are we doing? Oh, because you save money pregame yes. at home. Yeah. No, you're still gonna drink just as much when you go out. Yeah, and then you're, but then you're blackout drunk yeah. by the time yeah. you're Acting done. Acting a damn fool. I, I don't yeah. like losing that and much control. And then I have control. to take care of you because I'm always that guy who ends up taking care of people. Yep. And it's yeah. ridiculous. So, I, uh, yeah, I've never prescribed it. Like, well, let's just take a shot and let's just do it because, like. Right. I mean, I do take shots. I'm not trying to act all high and mighty that I don't take shots, and I have those moments. You guys have but seen you're, me have But you're moments. not seeking them but out. Usually it just pops yeah, totally. up. Or there's yeah. some sort of, like, actual little event. And I drink beer because I really enjoy Correct. it. Correct. Yeah, that's just another thing. It's like people really do enjoy I, I cannot relate, but people really do yeah. enjoy yeah. the taste of different beers. And, I mean, like me, like... IPAs and double IPAs, like that tastes like straight grass but, to me. Like, yeah, you know, people love it. And IPA, I'm not on. It's hoppy. And just a little tidbit, I had a, a you know mentor of mine who had posted this on Facebook. Shout out to Mario. Uh, I, I didn't know the history of IPAs. Uh-huh. And so the IPAs have historically been the shittiest of beers. They put them on like pirate ships, sailor ships, and whatever, because with all the hops in there, yeah, that's the only thing that really kept for that long of a voyage. Well, that's how so, Guinness was born. Right, yeah. so the, the shittiest of beers is the hoppy shit. So I'm like, I'm glad I never acquired a taste for that. Guinness was born out of, they burnt a barrel of beer they when they made it. Yeah. And they were like, ah, give it to the sailors, they'll drink anything. And they <laughs> loved it that they asked for more. And so they kept making more, I, and that's what it was. I, it was actually, like, I like Guinness. I like the nitrogen. I, I hate Guinness because I look at it, and it looks like it should be, like, super fun and delicious. And then I taste it, and I'm like, man, mm, ah, that's not at all what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it is super fun and delicious. I don't know it what is. you're I know, about. right? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but so this is what I was going to say, though, about the beers, is my struggle with that is that not all beers are created equally. Correct. Especially Dude. calorically. Correct. Mm-hmm. brutal. So the other day, I was thinking it's 100 calories per everything. No. I think I've said this on the pod, too. I went out with a, my cousin. We were out shooting pool at a pool hall for down in Jacksonville. And when we get together, my cousin and I get together, we can drink. Like We can, <laughs> we can knock them back. And I ended up at the end of the night, put yeah. in everything I drank, thinking I'm doing 100 calories of beer. <laughs> oh, no. What, what beer about, were you about drinking? About 1,200 Dos probably, right? Oh. What's the count on that? I think, I, I think about 130-ish n- probably. N- it was like one... F- now I got to look it up. But 
it was way more yeah. than yeah. I thought I was drinking. It doesn't seem like that for one or two beers, but and you have I six thought beers I had about mm-hmm. like eight hundred calories a beer, yeah. and it was like eleven hundred calories. Hey, a beer. Yeah, that that adds that's up. That was close. I said twelve hundred. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That it's like I know your body. Big difference. Yeah, and I, you probably saw that in my thing. So you cheated. <laughs> You're a cheater. Um, cheater, cheater. But yeah, a lot of these beers have very, very Correct. different calories. I did one of those crazy, you guys have those crazy beers at your place. Um, Is it a sour? Oh, bogeys on Wilmington Island. If you're ever there, check True. it out. Check us out. Awesome. Even if you just like mini place. golf, they have a cool mini <laughs> right. golf thing. We do. There. We do. And you can drink while you mini golf. Drink <laughs> while you do everything. That's drink while you thing. drink with everything. <laughs> Welcome to Savannah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, I'm looking up this Dos Equis. Yeah. Uh, Dos Equis is 130. Dang My God, I'm so good at this game. Michael, I, I've said this to him before. He's like a walking little like fitness pal diary. Like I'm always like with him, and I'll be like, hey, Mike, so how many the, calories in this donut? <laughs> you know? like, he can just tell me by looking well, at it. Well, it depends. Was that Krispy Kreme or Baker's Pride <laughs> or Duck Donuts? What's a pint of Guinness? A pint of Guinness, yeah. 16 ounces. I want to say that's a pint it's almost of like Guinness. 160 or 170 per, so two, 220 to 240. 210. Wow, okay. very close All right. though, Mike. Right. That is pretty good. 210, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have had an idea. I wouldn't have heard <laughs> No, Scott. I had nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's got like light air in it, so <laughs> does that bring the So did I figure that down? right for 12 ounces, 170? That is about uh, right. Let me see what it would be. 12 ounces, 125, 125. Well, that's not so bad. You're right. I and only right. adding four ounces brings no, it to that, 210? No, can't be right. No. Uh, oh, you're right. <laughs> that doesn't add up. This is, I don't know. Have you guys tried, um, you know how they, you know how they put Guinness in a can that has a little nitrous ball in there? Yeah. yeah. So they've done that with Pepsi and they have like a, uh, I have to look they're, up the flavor. It's like, Pepsi, a, it's like a nitro yeah. vanilla y Pepsi I thing. Saw it All right. It's day. actually pretty tasty. Is it? Yeah, I, and it's, I, I it's like got the fun anything. nitro so feel. In general. I don't like Pepsi at all. I'm I not like going to lie to you, but it's the only one who makes it. Yeah, the only Pepsi that I've ever really liked, they did the like pure cane sugar one. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And that was pretty good. I dug that Pepsi. Yeah, that was really good. Not overly a big fan. And this is for, even before I lived in Georgia. I know mm-hmm. we are in Georgia, home of Coke. I we understand. Do be. We do. Be. But I just kind of came we to my Mecca, be. apparently. I've been a Coke fan forever, even when I lived in Pennsylvania. My, my whole family, my mom. Yeah, it's got to be hard to be the one kid. Pepsi. Everybody <laughs> loves Pepsi. And I'm the Coke guy. And I was, I was like, yeah. And I would drink Pepsi because we had it at yeah, the house. Yeah. And I was like, meh. Is it hard to get Coke up there, or is it no, pretty readily? Because it's kind of hard to get Pepsi here. It is a like I know hard there's a couple of restaurants that have Pepsi, but like there's oh, not a ton mean, of them. Like restaurant and bar types in there. Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's what I meant. Gotcha. Like the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. but I, but I've seen it. <laughs> uh, maybe it is a little harder in restaurants. I, because I was yeah, like I know there's. I'm like, no, they sell it. There's everywhere. a couple around. There's like one on the island, I think. I think Cancun has Pepsi products or something. I think par- I would assume, I mean, you could tell answer this, but I would assume that part of that reason is they probably got a better deal because Coke's right here, right? Yeah, and I thought that they had some kind of like a weird split uh, Coke and Pepsi of like where sales goes. So like I think some places have to have Coke and some places have to have Pepsi, I'm not really sure. But yeah, I imagine you get a way better deal. I mean, well, I used to work downtown in Atlanta and um, and you know very close to home of Coke. Yeah. And we, our sodas. They're actually in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. our sodas were a quarter. No shit. Our vending machine stuff. All of our stuff was a quarter. It was awesome. 
Wow. Are you kidding me? No, it was dope. It was the best. Why? Yeah, I loved oh, it. And everybody, that's... and then I like, everybody, all my friends learned that I was like, they thought I was just like weirdly into quarters and everyone would just give me their quarters and I would like hoard the quarters. <laughs> and then like people could come by my desk and I had tons of quarters and we'd everyone nice. just, yeah, it was great. I love that. I love there that. was also Yuhu in that vending machine. I've never been into Yuhu. Oh, I love you. I just don't I think I was exposed Yoo-hoo. to it as a kid, so I never kind of. Chocolate I don't drink. love it, but I like it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, my tangentiary like friends. Back Sorry. to the alcohol. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Yuhu for soda for five yeah. seconds, and he's like, ah, alcohol. <laughs> you think that was five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we covered the, the four drinks yep. is like your, your safest, healthiest Coke route. Coke been saving me, so whatever. Coke, I love okay. Coke Zero. Yeah. Coke Zero is the best. Ooh, try all the Diet Dr. Pepper ranges, too. Dude, dude DPZ is the best. Dr. Pepper again. Zero. You did it again to me. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Back to you. All right. So the healthier route, one or two times a week, four drinks or less. Less is obviously better at that right, point. Right, right. What you did with your brother, because um, I also have that plan. If you cousin. know, Or your cousin, cousin, cousin. If you know that you're having something like that come up, it's going to be a big old shindig and you're still trying to stay on track. Nothing but lean protein and veggies for that, that day. Mm-hmm. Suck it up. Uh, I so should you do it the day after because I don't normally plan those big drinking right. events. That's so, okay. Like, that works. And it does, then the it day does. after, I usually you have try a bigger to calorie day. Lean. The problem with that is, like for me personally, mm-hmm. if it's a day after I've had a shit ton to drink, I want to eat the world. Mm. So I have a harder time fasting and eating low calorie than I would if I just planned for that day in general. I want to eat the world. I want to eat the world. I've tried. Fair. I don't know. I don't know if I feel like that. I, clearly we haven't gotten you real nice and hungover right, recently, we'll so maybe we so should. So do you know what the only thing I really crave? It's funny. I'm going to bring us right back to where we were tangent <laughs> earlier. The only thing that I really crave when I'm hungover yeah. like bad it's coke a regular coke <laughs> i'm, I'm serious it's but it Chinese can't be a food diet it can't be a, it can't be a coke zero it can't yeah. be like you want full sugar yeah, coke has to be in a big bottle it has to be ice cold and then i feel pretty how okay. about a glass bottle but coke you should have a glass bottle coke when you feel i feel like there's not oh, enough coke in those? a glass bottle is the problem i know They're but so i think small. but then it then still feels special too. and then you still get coke but you're not getting tons of how many calories in a glass bottle coke I guess I mean, it depends on the size. It? Yeah, there's a bunch of yeah. different sizes. You know that ones. they're also, from what I'm, they're also. Fl- I've heard that they're flavored different for different countries. Yeah. And I've oh yeah, kind of attest to it. When I was in Mexico, such. it was not a sweet. Coke was not. Well, you a, can it was get delicious, Mexican cokes in a lot of like no, that's places. Why oh, you can't. Uh-huh. So they're just glass bottle ones, from what I understand, because oh, I've looked at them. They don't say it's not the same. because they knew that that was like a thing, and so now they created a product. Mm. You, you all know I have a, a gummy addiction. You we, hadn't heard. Yeah, right. We had a, a friend who was overseas in Germany for like seven months, so she would send back um, gummies from there. The that's, that's where I gained my gummy addiction, being in Germany for six years as a oh. kid. And the same gummies they have here, same bag, uh-huh. like the ones you can compare, just the regular old you know gummy bears or the peach um, rings. Not the rings, uh-huh. the, the peach gummies. So it's like a solid little peach thing. Oh, okay. Delightful. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they're very different. Are it's they? It's the yeah. sugar compound or how they make they them or, or whatever. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, really? So much better. <sighs> yeah, they aren't quite as sweet. And, That's the and difference. They're a little bit chewier but fresher. And it's That's just, because Americans crave everything so extreme. It's, it's so extreme sweet. This is a so chicken or the eggs thing. Does, do Americans naturally crave sweeter things or did... 
everybody well, here start saying. pumping right. us full yeah. of sugar and hyper palatable and now, shit. Now everybody craves that. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Correct. And yeah. so it's continually going that route because right. they just, I mean, they're so extreme in everything. Yeah. We're also extreme in everything, and but especially the food thing. That's why obesity is such a huge thing. That's why I'm spending ridiculous amounts of money right now on food that's just normal food. Speaking right. of, I wanted to tell you about this. I'm glad we got into it. I, I meant to make, we were just talking about before the pod about how forgetting to talk about things <laughs> on the pod that we want to talk about. This is one of the things that last night after my gig, yeah. I played mm-hmm. a late night gig. Uh, I was I, I struggle. After late night gigs, eating right. something because I don't want to eat before my gig because then I get all burpy and gross and yeah. just I can't sing. Ew. Yeah, right. I can't sing like that, and I just don't want to sing like that. So I try to eat after, but I play this late gig now. Uh, I, I was doing on Sundays, and I'm done at eleven. So by the time I clean up, it's like eleven thirty, and like everything's closed. If I yeah. rush, I can maybe get to Wendy's by right. midnight, mm-hmm. but I can only eat Wendy's so many times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Last night I'm I'm struggling. I just I, we have a couple gas stations that have pretty good snacky food, and I'm yeah. like I'm just gonna grab some snack stuff. I stopped at a Circle K, thinking because last time I stopped there they still had pizza, so I had to grab a slice of pizza, and I was cool. Fine. They didn't have anything there. They didn't. It was just like their protein esque stuff. Let me tell you the excuse of protein stuff at some of these places is miserable and mm. awful. <laughs> but anyway, I'm looking and I want something. And then they have these protein packs. Have you seen? That's like oh cheese. Oh yeah, nuts. Advertisement. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like protein pack there's nine grams of protein right. and 300 calories this yeah. isn't a protein pack <laughs> this is a screw you I'll eat yeah those things drive me nuts yeah so i was i read through all these things i was like this sucks this sucks and i left i actually left the gas station didn't get anything so i went to the one across it was parker's yeah and i was like eh, i know they i i can usually get the the, the core elites there and so i was like ah, i'll just do a core elite that'll be my dinner Perfect. that'll be what i have and i get there and they have this shelf of different snack stuff that I didn't notice in the in the cold section. And I grabbed an Oberto's. Have you heard of the brand Oberto's? They have packs of chicken. Oh. It's just grill fire grilled chicken breast with a dipping sauce on this with a little bit of a dipping sauce on the side. And it comes with a little skewer in it. And it's just I took a picture of the chunks of chicken. It's just chunks of chicken. It's awesome. And you it's microwavable. So you could if you wanted to warm it up, you could Mm -hmm. microwave I didn't. I just ate it cold. Awesome. You know, microwave in your car? No, I mean, weird. I was going to leave it on the hood for a little while, but I thought Smart. that'd be a little weird. Um, I didn't want the gas flavor in it. So, <laughs> but no, serious, on a serious note, it was the greatest snack thing that I've freaking found. That's awesome. It was straight pr- pure protein. Yeah. Here, there, that's the, the front label. It was like 20 something grams of protein and 130 okay. calories. Wow. And I was like, nice. heck yeah. And Buffalo I felt style. like I ate something. Very nice. Yeah. And I actually felt like I got to eat something. That to me was the biggest part of it. And I got the I grabbed the buffalo one. I didn't even use so they give you a calorie breakdown on the back of what it is with the just the plain chicken, if you just right. eat chicken, and what it is with this. Are you breaking stuff, Chrissy, over there? Possible. <laughs> Maybe. So it's it was 130 for just the chicken, and it was 180 if you ate the sauce. And I was like, I only dipped a little bit. I didn't even eat all the sauce. Right. So I was like, I don't know, I'm not even counting the sauce. Because it was probably like <laughs> 20 calories of sauce, like yeah. if that. So I was like, whatever. I'm not worried about that. You're fine. You know you're under for the day. Yeah, just, totally. Yeah. So I just, I, I got to eat a, and what, what were the ounces on it? What was it? Four ounces of chicken, which, I mean, that's a decent what chunk of chicken. What was the price point it on is? that bad boy? Six bucks. It wasn't cheap. 
And that's mean, what I was going to say. So that was six for the bucks. convenience of it at that right. point. And you know? I got a turkey and cheese on wheat sandwich because they have Ooh. the sandwiches there. That's and that was three hundred forty calories. Yeah. So I got. I felt like I had a substantial meal yeah. with a turkey sandwich and this pack of chicken, and I was like, sweet. And I, between the two of them, hit like forty grams of protein. I was nice. Like, nice. Yeah, I was like, sweet. This is awesome. This was perfect. That was at Parker's. Yeah, the Parker's had the, they have buffalo, which is the one that I got. Uh-huh. They had barbecue, Ooh. and they had uh, teriyaki. Which I wonder if they have that at uh, at the grocery store. Because the Oberto, I've only ever seen as beef jerky, but they, yeah, they have to have it in the cold I section. haven't seen these before anywhere. This is the first okay. experience that I have. I've never seen those been anywhere either. I, I always check out what gas station, like what protein type things I can find right. at a gas station. Just because like, I feel like it's good to have that in the back of your head. It is. You yeah. know? I tend to go to gas stations for bags of gummies. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I do. How many gummies in a week do you eat? How many bags, I guess, we should count about? Standard week, minimum two. Minimum two. Yeah. Yeah, you do have a gummy problem. I he do does, have a gummy problem. Yeah. Um, a gummy and a cereal problem. Uh, <laughs> cereal is not a problem, okay? Cereal, yeah, That's true. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Not a problem. Right. All right. Um, but this Alberto thing was huge. But they also had, this is the one up on Hilton Head. So it might just be this one, mm. too. Because they also had next to it. They got the good stuff on Hilton Head. They had oh, like, yeah. It's bougie up there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so bougie. They had like these meat sticks, but they were like... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giggling like a toddler? <laughs> so, but they were they weren't like a they seemed almost like a farmers market type of packet like, like quality was, beef stick. Yeah, it was like really good stuff. <laughs> it looked like they had slices they called them of pork chops, lean pork chops. It was 110 calories and like 30 grams of protein. Okay, because they were like lean pork chops. Yeah, I was lean like, pork chop jerky. It was just a slab of meat, huh? I was, it was almost like a thing of ham. Like, that's what it looked like. Right. Like, uh, basically, that's what it is. I mean, pork chops are pork. It's ham. Okay. It's pork, yeah. same thing. But it was... A, I, I almost got that. But that was like another six bucks for those. And I was like, yeah. eh. So between that's, my six dollar sandwich and my six... That, that was the other thing. That's where this whole rant came from, is complaining about how expensive... Yeah. And I was, I was just about to touch on that. And, and I, I get paying a little bit extra for convenience. That just is a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's so mixed up in our country where the fast food is the cheapest thing out there. And anything that's decent for you is marked up like crazy. Every other country you, you go to, I'm say, again, I say everybody, it's a, it's a blanket statement. A, a lot of there countries you go countries. to, yeah. they've got fresh produce all over the sides of the streets. That's the cheapest stuff right there. You're paying a premium for that convenience factor of fast food. Yeah, so why is almost everything here that we're... Do countries have an FDA? I mean, I'm sure mm. they have something. They have some regulatory things, but they're... they're is our FDA the reason? Like, yes. That it gets probably. in the way of all that stuff? Because, like, we don't buy directly... Yes, we, ty- <laughs> we typically don't buy directly from grocery stores because it has to go through the... Or from uh, farmers because yeah. right. there has to be some FDA regulation this or FDA that. Like, we put so much weight on that FDA. I don't know the answer Well, we don't have question. a choice but to put that well, on that's there. What I, but you, you look at all well, the no, things... Well, no, because you could go buy groceries from a... I mean, you can buy from a farmer. There's farmer's markets no, where I, the farmers are there. Yeah. But a lot of people don't, quote unquote, trust that. They trust their grocery store. Right. Mm. And so those farmers then are also have to set, like, 
a dozen eggs for at a farmer's market is like three times as expensive as it is at the grocery store. Right, because they're just trying to make a living. But I'm saying we don't have a choice as to what they do or do not regulate. Yes, you can go to farmer's markets and get you know your groceries from. But, but what I'm I, saying is if that was a regular thing, if there was all the farmers were out doing that yeah. all the time, they wouldn't have to be three times as expensive Probably. because that's that's how you would get your, gro- right. your groceries. That's how you would yeah, get Yeah, the mass your- production of food has had a big effect, I think, on that. And I think... You know, the availability of stuff. Like, you know, think about, like, so Kara's been planting a bunch of vegetables. Half of them I haven't even heard of because they probably don't travel well or keep well or whatever and end up in a grocery store where we, we are used to seeing our like produce what? and whatever. Just like different types of, you know, lettuces and squashes that yeah. you don't see. Like, there's, you there's only see the standard, you don't even hear of. the things that, you know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy what's out there. Um, Hmm. Other countries do have regulatory institutions, but you look at, at how you know every other country. Again, I keep doing blanket statements. I don't like blanket. It's statements. okay, Mike. We get it. Many other countries over Take in Europe off, have Mike. outlawed Monsanto everything, yet we're still pushing that kind of stuff. Yeah. There are different drugs that are still used here that, off the top of my head, I, I can't remember which, but have been outlawed in other countries in in Europe and such. So didn't was it you that I was talking to you that said that like just random foods are banned in other countries that you wouldn't think like Ritz crackers I think was one was of them. Was that was you? I know we were talking about it on the pod. I saw I didn't know how true it was. I have to look, but I, I saw some post about something that they're banned in other countries. Like Gatorade is banned in like certain countries. Interesting. And, like, like there's yeah. Ritz crackers was one of them. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that's because it, the owner of Ritz got in a fist fight with the prime minister of Japan. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, oh. That yeah. makes sense, Mike. I don't yeah. know if Japan has a prime minister. Or <laughs> <laughs> sounded good. It sounded really. Doctor really Ritz was good. out of control on that. Doctor Ritz. <laughs> yes. All right. So, as our truest of natures, we actually had a plan of some things to talk about today. Yeah, we <laughs> did. did. We, we still haven't finished it. the alcohol, but you guys just carry on. That's fine. Oh, there's more to the alcohol. Just a little bit, Victor. Okay, go ahead. Finish, okay. It. finish, <laughs> it. finish the alcohol thing because so, people care about alcohol. If That's you true. have planned ahead of time and you know you're going out, lean protein. Veggies, keep your calories lower, save them for the evening. Drink to your heart's content. You're going to feel shitty the next day. Are you going to get drunker, though? Yeah, you are. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because that's the other thing, because I was always told you had to eat carbs before you drink. And that's just, it, whatever's going to slow down, it's, it's, usually, it's actually going to be more fibrous things that are going to slow down the alcohol getting into your system. So fibrous things come from fibrous veggies, your, more your carb sources. So if you're doing a good amount of, of veggies, like I said, and lean protein, it's not going to be so bad. You'll still get drunk a little faster just because you don't have as many things going through your digestive tract. Okay. Um, but you're not going to gain any weight. Because what weight gain tends to come from, especially if you're at all active, only 2% of your carbs are going to go through the lengthy process of being able to be stored as fat. Fat gets stored and released in your body all damn day. It's mm. just what happens. So if you have a good amount of fat in your system, alcohol at your system, alcohol is a toxin. The body's like, shut down all of our, our digestive processes. And I'm ultra simplifying. Uh, and let's make alcohol a 100% priority burn. Okay, that's the only macronutrient. Alcohol is oftentimes considered a macronutrient, seven calories per gram, is the only macronutrient that gets 100% burn efficiency because it is a toxin. Everything else has a thermic effect of food. Some of it gets, in different ratios, gets burnt up just processing it, not alcohol. So if you have fat in your system and you're drinking alcohol, the fat gets stored. 
If you still end the day with a deficit, that doesn't matter because you'll have lost more fat than you are gaining. It doesn't matter if you've stored all the fat that's in your system at that point. You're still going to have a net loss for the day. Okay. So doing it this way, it's a little more miserable. You're going to have to fight cravings while you're out because taking a bunch of alcohol makes you want to eat more. Oh, my God. It does, right? right? Yeah, totally. What is that So you'd have, to, you'd have to fight that or choose like the shrimp cocktail while you're out or the chicken and veggies while you're out. So you can eat as much protein and veggies as you want. But you have to maintain that that view of being very physique and health oriented while you drink. So it's I, I or tell just have p- a really bad day and deal with it later. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's yeah. that's going to be the last option I was going to mm-hmm. touch on. Yeah. So if you're staying physique oriented, um, it has to stay in your brain, and you choose to either eat or drink. At that point, you have chosen to drink. You're going out. You can get a little blitz. Just be sociable, not think about it. So on that time, you choose to eat well. Or if you're going to just go out and balls the wall and really enjoy food, I recommend you eat and then drink sparingly. Or like you said, last option is you just, you don't do this very often. It's once a month and you've been fairly dialed in, you know, give or take. Just go fucking enjoy yourself. If you manage to gain a pound because you ate the world and drank the world while you're out, fuck it. You know, it's really hard. Because that's gone in a week. When the watering hole that you go to normally and you tend to drink a bunch... Also sells pizza oh, till really late. That's right. absolutely delicious. They sound like assholes. It right. is the yeah. hardest. They're delicious assholes. Thing. Mm-hmm. Wait. Ew, Michael. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Phrasing. Mm-hmm. We're not doing <laughs> phrasing anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was brutal, dude. That was sorry. Right. Yeah. No, and uh, moving on. Yeah, so yeah, what yeah. I tend to do at that place is I get two orders of their wings. And that's a decent hit. It helps, and though, that... I mean, we are obviously talking about bogeys here again in Wilmington Island. Uh, Chrissy's place. Because... Or I'll do the salad. Yeah. Or you can get delicious pizza really late. Sometimes You're I do that, too. Stuff. <laughs> that really helps. See? Yeah. Peer pressure. They bake their stuff. They do. Everything's big baked. Difference. You they can also get like, a pretty tasty salad with a bunch of chicken on it. But like, who like wants a tasty salad when you your, start your drinking? Your guys' salad is weirdly good. I was going to say, your salad is pretty I know, good. it is pretty good, but I just don't... I mean, I very rarely crave a salad, like, right. full stop. But definitely when I'm, like, if I've been drinking. Well, but, yeah, no. But, that, not, but that's the point. It's the not sticks. what I'm craving. Oh, God, those are so That's good. what I do, the mozzarella sticks. So when I'm, uh, you can see that meme good. that was like, he want five cheese sticks? And I was like, no. And I was like, what if I batter them and deep fry them? And it's like, no, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll take that. That I'll sounds great. Yeah. It sounded like so many so cheese delicious. sticks before, but now it sounds perfect. Wonderful. Yeah, so that makes it brutal. All the time. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, and so yeah. these are those moments where if this is something you do on a regular basis, it's time to look around at everybody around you. And if the answer to the question of do I want to be like everybody else around me right now is yes, then do that thing. If that answer is no, I, I want to grow, improve, and chase my goals, then this one fleeting moment, you pass on the craving, enjoy your drinks because you're still out being sociable. Maybe get the salad, maybe get nothing. Tomorrow, you're going to be happier that you did that than giving in like you've done every day prior to that point. So you got to know yourself. Correct. You have to know your own psychology. And the reason I'm saying that is because through my journey, which we've done, is I've had those days where I've just let it loose. And I'm glad that I did it because I would have been thinking, man, I should have just, man, I should have just, ah, why didn't I just, I mean, whatever. And I've been able to be very successful. Yeah. And still just like, let go on some of those days. I definitely know what you're talking about, though, Mike. Like, when you, you know, especially if you've been drinking, it's hard to, like, keep that mindset oh, where yeah. you're like, no, we're going to do this. We're, we've got this goal, and we don't want to mess this up. Because the next day, me, 
has definitely beaten themselves oh up my God, like one yeah. too many times where I'm like, God, that was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't, whatever, you know? So and it's so like, the, and it's hard to decide in the current moment. It but is. Yeah, and, but right. and there's a back and forth. So we, it's taken that deep dive for both, and I'll jump ahead and then jump back, but that morning after when you feel so shitty like that, mm-hmm. that's the time to literally forgive yourself, but feel what you're feeling now. Like really sit there with that and know how it feels so that the next time you go, the Wait, remember how you felt last time? That That's you literally how I stopped drinking altogether. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, remember this feeling right now that you're feeling? Right. Is it worth it? It isn't. And so, <laughs> it's so, and then so in those moments, rewinding to even before you get there, whether you planned heavily or not, like you may not have a ton of calories left. You may know that you're going to go over a little bit for that night because this situation just popped up. But if you sit there for a hot minute, be introspective, have a plan. Like, I'm going to baby these drinks. Maybe I go over by one or two, and that's okay. But here is my plan, my framework that I can adjust. You're not going in wild. You're not going in just, like, laissez-faire, like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever happens, happens, and then you wake up hating yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you still are in some control. Don't bargain with yourself once you get there. Yeah, the bargaining with yourself. Bar- every time you bad. bargain, every time I bargained, every single it's time I good. lose. Yeah. Oh, I've hit my calories. I'm still hungry I'm, or I'm still out. I'll just, I'll just go up to maintenance. It's fine. It's fine. And then once I get to maintenance, I'm like, well, I worked out today. I'll just go, I'll go a little over maintenance. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. You're like buying yourself calories. Yeah. And then when I get to that, that point, exist. I'm like, yeah, I, oh, fuck I, it. I'm eating everything. Yeah. See, so my, my view on that point is before you do the bargaining, mm-hmm. I just go, I'm going to be good. I'll, I'll just let it go. Like, right. Whatever. And you tend not like you tend to eat less. Because you feel emotionally satisfied from that right. piece of pizza and don't even get to the calories that you would have had you started bargaining with yourself. Right. Because then you feel like you're cheating yourself mm-hmm. at every step. Absolutely. You're like, I didn't let myself indulge. So I still feel like, well, I just want to, this little bit it will be the indulge. No, this little right. bit. Yeah, it feels like you, you have never, to tread this fine line perfectly, but you're right. If you would have yeah. just <laughs> had to get, and that's why I usually like, if I'm out and uh, like when we shoot pool and stuff, I don't really think about it i leave myself a good chunk yeah. of calories for that evening and just be like if i go over i go over like whatever yeah. happens happens and nice. i'll adjust in the, uh, the rest of the yeah week it's almost like it if you out. go in there knowing that you have to be like super regulated you're then not you, then it's worse it. yeah right it and is i i think for the for the majority of people out there that would work and that's that's super insightful and that's a good point i can't do that be- I, because of the fact yeah, that i can just, eat so i was gonna say when much. you let loose your let loose is just not human. Right. So what I have yeah. to do is... It's <laughs> not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. I like, sometimes would order four myself. pizzas and be like, yo, when's the fifth one coming? <laughs> like. So I, I do... But I do exactly what you just said, is I leave myself a big chunk of calories. I make sure I got my workout in that day. I yep. make sure I got my steps in that day. Um, and then I eat very low calorie, mostly supplements for that day. So when I go out, I'll still try and just have the salad. I'm shooting just to have a lower calorie day, even though I'm going out. But then I'll just let myself drink, and opt that it could be anywhere between five and twelve drinks for that that one time a week that I will let myself over drink for that that sitting. Basically, it depends how many hours you're hanging out with Aaron. Correct. It's okay. it's really yeah. his peer pressure. Sure, he's going to say it depends they, on how it, many times undulating. he's like shows up with beer, and all of a sudden there's another beer. What happened? <laughs> and so the only way I defend myself against that is I get liquor. I did that to him the other day. That's true. Uh, Smart. Yeah. I, good. I did that get to him. him the other. He turned around. He's like. Where'd this beer come from? Like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Now drink and enjoy. One. <laughs> the score is now one yeah, to it's, infinity. It's the weirdest <laughs> I got you's that, that we do in this circle. It's <laughs> Cute. Yeah. So, um, all right. 
We talked a lot about alcohol. Are you done now with the alcohol thing? Did you cover it all? Yeah, Did Mike, you, you done? We're done Mike, listening we to done? you. Are we good? We're good? We're yeah, good. we good. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, we good. But seriously, though, that, that's, <laughs> that is a really big thing. And I know, for me, alcohol is a part of it. I, I feel like we... I know we talked a lot about alcohol today, and I feel like we talk about alcohol a lot. Oh, I did remember the point I wanted to go. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say... I think it's going to tag along to what you're going with. Alcohol is a part of a lot of people's lives. Yeah. And I would like to be able to shine some light on people to be able to do it responsibly and Absolutely. healthy. And it's not an idea of like, I don't, I can't tell you how many times through this whole process that I've had people be like, oh, well, then you can't do this. You must not be able to do that. Yeah, you must no. not do this. Right. And pizza is one of them. I eat pizza literally every week. Yeah. Sometimes multiple times a week. I love to hear that. I love Absolutely. pizza. It's the best food. It's, it's, so, good. So, it's so, good. Good. so good. So I eat pizza like literally every week. I drink I don't want to say every week because it's not every week, especially right now. Um, you drink most weeks, but that doesn't mean you drink to excess most well, weeks. Well, most of the, the right now, in the main reason I'm not drinking right now is actually because of my voice. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I yeah. struggle a lot, like especially August. This August was brutal, but the more gigs I have, the less I drink. That's because smart. and because dehydrates your vocal cords and it just makes it harder to recover. Right. And I have such limited recovery time between gigs this time of year anyway mm-hmm. that I don't really drink. I don't even like that's also part of the reason I haven't been at pool on Mondays is because I can't talk loud. Mm. It hurts. It, right. It, it wear it just wear on my voice that I just can't afford at this this time right. of year. And so like I baby my voice a lot. This time of year in general, and so like alcohol is a big part of it for me. It doesn't affect everybody the same way, but for me, as soon as I start drinking a little bit, it really messes up okay, my voice. Fair like, enough. Um, Weird, but well, I guess more it makes than sense. one. Yeah, like I had a beer last night, and I'm not like not a big anywhere right. on it now. But if I start having like three, four, five drinks, I really notice my recovery on my vocals. How interesting! My voice is, yeah. It's really tough. I mean, and you I would be, like you would be the one in this like group s- that would notice that you're very aware. Yeah, I feel of like also language. like if we were all singing for a living, maybe we would notice the difference in our voices as well. Right. You know what I mean? It's just we're I don't not. notice it's my speaking voice. So no, yeah, it's, it's not a speaking voice thing. It's not. It's the control and it's me. It's the recovery. So also, it's it's being able to sustain for three hours of singing. Yeah. Right. So I can start and I'll feel fine when I start, but it's when I get in the hour, the end of hour two. So you feel like fatigued faster. It fatigues. The voice fatigues faster. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't sustain and I end up fatiguing much quicker when I drink more often. Um, that took me years to realize that that's what was doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because who wants to admit that that... Or, or years know. to actually accept it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not ready to stop drinking yet. Yeah, no, it was, playing, it, was it was more... Yeah, it was a little bit of both, but it was a little bit of both. Okay. It was I didn't realize and I didn't want to accept it. Right. But it, it was I didn't realize because I just, like, drinking was... I mean, it's your 20s. Drinking was, like, a big part of just life. And I didn't realize that that's part of why I was having trouble singing on the weekends mm-hmm. or this when I was right. singing. Because in my 20s, I wasn't playing full-time. But now that I gig, like, in the month of August, I think I did, like, 25, 30 gigs. And so it's just packed. Like, I've had, like, a day recovery here and a mm-hmm. day here. And if I don't get the most out of recovery on those days and the time periods, like, the gaps, then... I, when I go to sing the next time, I'm like, damn. That's when I have the, what did I do? Why mm-hmm. did I do that? I right. just, ugh. And so a lot of the drinking cuts back on me. Anyway, the whole that whole tangent again there was just, everybody has um, the situations yeah. in life. Everybody has things. And I want people to understand that you can still do all of these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Like it, drinking, like eating pizza, 
and do it responsibly and do it effectively to hit goals and to move forward. Yeah, you certainly don't have to cut any of these no. things completely out of your I didn't life. No. Lose weight this week. <clears throat> I, my weight is exactly the same, and I still feel like I progressed. I had three workouts this week. Hey, nice I had job. Three work- it know. is so, so, so. I can't even. There's not enough sews to <laughs> say how much easier it is now that I have the gym and the, the rack house, set up. Yeah. Shout out to PRX yeah. Performance for that. I. It's it's never a bad investment so if you're awesome. looking to chase down some fitness. Having a, an in-home gym setup is. Absolutely worth it. And my kids worked out with me yesterday because I actually did it during thing. the day. I really kind of like the late night getting in late and then just still like knocking out. Right. The only problem is I get gassed because I'm like exhausted oh, from yeah. a long day and stuff. And then like I can't get through the whole workout because I'm gassed. Mm-hmm. But I kind of enjoy that. I'm just like, all right, let me get every last drip of energy yeah. out of me and I'm going to go to bed then. And I really kind of enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I had. Sunday, I had during the day off, and I had the, the kids were around. I was like, "Let me, I'm gonna go work out quick." And my daughter comes out to me and was like, "Daddy, she's six. Can I work out with you?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, why?" She goes, "Cause I want to get stronger." Yeah, Aww. my girl. Yes, like, she does. All right. But the overprotective father was like, "Why? Who's picking on you? What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Why do you need to Who be stronger? Who do I need to beat up? What's going on?" That's not it. It's so that nobody can pick on me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. right. That's right. But she did good. I uh, got out the. The mobility bands for her, yeah. and she did all the same moves. Fantastic. And she just did them all with the. My son was like dancing with the the, the mobility bands. He's like, "This is fun." <laughs> I just I'm picturing Will Ferrell in old school on the, the gym mat waving the ribbons yeah. around. We were doing the the pools, uh, the the reverse grip lat pool. Yeah, and so we're. And he was grabbing the thing, and he's like walking back and forth. He's oh, not I like actually that. pulling. Oh, he's like that. walking to the thing and back. He goes, "This is so much fun, Dad." I was like, "Enjoy it, my doing man. Great. Hey, you're doing Full great. Body. Keep doing Full it. Body Wonderful. Run faster. I'm gonna Wear program that out. in. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So it was it was a blast. I got to uh, we so even with the rack, I turned the J hooks around, mm-hmm. and I put the when I was doing the the lat pulls and stuff. Yeah. I put up my cable system on the top bar. But then I turn the J hooks around and use those to hang their mobility bands. So nice. they're all sitting right next to each other. Oh, all cute. three of us right in a row. <laughs> all doing I was like, ready guys? And I'm like counting. Yeah. Trying to count while I'm pulling weight too is brutal. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just not there. I'm not right. that guy. And I was like, one. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, fun. It's funny how like <laughs> yeah. you notice that you're like halfway through, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then you're trying to like guesstimate where you are. You're like, yeah. well, it's probably like four, maybe five. <laughs> but then and that to me. Well, the numbers are, are something that just sort of help you keep on track, but the numbers are less important than the effort. So mm-hmm. if you forget where the count is, yeah. just was, go to your close to failure. Mm-hmm. I was counting for the kids. No, I know. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrissy, so Chrissy count was not counting for kids. I'm no. just curious yeah. sometimes, you know? What number am I on? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if I'm doing, really, it's when you're doing single leg things. Like I'm yeah. trying to do the same amount oh, on each side, right? Like, because that's an OCD thing right. a little bit. And uh, yeah, and then you're like halfway through and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> all right. The Feels counting like thing, five. See, in that, in that scenario, I would go till close to failure on your non-dominant no, leg. Obviously, always and then, on your non-dominant But then leave leg. some room from failure on, on your opposite leg because right. that's a little bit stronger. So right. that might get you roughly in the zone. Yeah. Still, I, still weird you out. Yeah, yeah it's not I great. Get it. <laughs> I mean, the counting is part of, for me, I don't know, I've always been ingrained that like when you do sets, you do this many, mm-hmm. do 10 reps, do five, five. Yeah. So like the counting for me is like ingrained in, like, right. I have to count with everything. And my tracker thing, I need to put numbers Correct. in. Correct. I don't the, have a number for The tracker, tracker helps. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. fall back and the, the hole and the logic for doing a certain amount of numbers, like you, people would get handed these workouts of three sets of 10. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, what does that mean? Yeah, I just yeah, hit yeah. 10 reps and I stop. 
Yeah, but, right. But I had more. I had more than Way ten. Way more than ten. So should yeah. I just? I'll just do ten of that again, right? So you're doing suboptimal workouts. Your body is not adapting as efficiently, and so that's where numbers become less important. Numbers are a data point so that you know where to progress from that point. But it's also why I give ranges for workouts. You should always be pushing towards that hundred percent. But the range gives you that signal for whether or not to increase weight or shoot for more reps, whether you're going from one week to the next. I have a question back to what you just said. It's less efficiently. Like your body adapts less efficiently. What Correct. does that mean? And the reason I'm asking is because when I started, mm-hmm. I was doing it very less efficiently, but I still felt like I was gaining. I was still doing well. So right. what does... What is really the difference in less efficiently versus more efficiently, like by going to almost failure and or just doing it like three sets of 10 and having so much left in the tank? What is what is the actual difference to, to go to extremes? It's, it's like the difference between doing bodyweight squats, which could be effective for a little while, but then your body very quickly gets used to that. And then you're not gaining anything to actually loading the bar with, you know, your body weight at that point. So I squatted more than my body weight the other day. Nice. nice. Congrats. Mainly because I lost weight is why. Still counts. (laughs) That helps. That helps with pull-ups too. It (laughs) does. So basically your your body needs a certain amount of stimulus to adapt to. If the stimulus is low enough to the point where it's like, eh, that went bad, but we're not going to make a change. By pushing closer to failure, like shit, that was kind of tough. Guys, let's let's fucking adapt the, the to this stress. What's you've the change? Trained, more you've trained over time, the more important this particular thing that Mike is talking about becomes, right? Like Correct. you are a super noob to it. So even though you were being technically not super efficient in your movements, it was way more Already than way you've more been than having. You were doing. So yep. your body was definitely being taxed and making those changes. So it's kind of like hard to say, you know, for you in particular. But yeah, the more you become a jack dude like Mike, now Aww. he's really got to push to failure right <laughs> to make his body adapt because right. it's gotten used to all the adaptations it's already made over so time. it's based off of what stage you're at essentially basically because you look at i mean at of your... course you always want to train as efficiently as you can Correct. so like you can always you, use this you could, model. you could potentially put on 20 pounds per lift per week in beginning stages of lifting i'm putting on maybe a rep maybe five pounds from one week to the next because i'm in training closer to my my potential because I've been training so long. Mm-hmm. So while you are still, like Chrissy said, making those adaptations, they would have been more efficient the closer you got to, to failure because the body is taxed more. It's all hands on deck to, to densen up bones, thicken connective tissue, um, make these neural pathways more efficient. So that's what I mean by, by efficiency. So if I were to train like you had at the beginning, I would almost just be spinning my wheels. I'm lubing up joints. It's good to get movement. It's good for mobility if I'm going through full range of motion, but I'm not really making improvements unless I tax the body, stress the body, because that's what lifting is. It's, and and I, I put this through everything in life, whether it's emotional, psychological, weightlifting, learning a new skill, progressive overload in all things. You want to get a little bit better at everything from one day to the next. That's what progressive overload is. It's often used in the fitness industry, but it literally applies to life. Some of the most traumatic things people have ever been through are creating some of the the hardest forged steel humans because they've had to adapt to those psychological stresses. And I'm not saying, you know, people should go through what they have gone through, but the ones that, that do and get back up, they are very psychologically durable. Trauma comes along the way, but... Regardless, that's a deeper dive into different things. But 
So it's, it's the stresses we put ourselves through in the gym that then make us harder and more functional for life outside of those things. So we, we've talked about this before, that I, I, I don't even know. If I would have started going to failure from the beginning, I don't think I would have stayed. No, away. and that, that's yeah. why I'm, I'm very careful to say not failure. It's within a few reps of failure. So the studies show anywhere within one to three reps of failure is, I didn't is come within failure. Until Not even the last close. Set. Yeah, <laughs> the last. Yeah, it's set probably you're, you're right because your muscle. You haven't been using those muscles. You're gonna be sore. There's like no way oh, out absolutely. of it. You're gonna be I sore. I didn't do it on absolutely. purpose that way. Yeah, but that's just kind of hard. Like I would recommend. I mean, you're the the trainer, but I would recommend <laughs> you telling all your beginners who start like me, who are like super heavy, to do it that way. Yeah, because I would, I would leave the gym and be like, "Cool, I'm not even sore." Like, I, right? But I was getting into the motions, and I was like, "I can do this." And still getting my yeah. muscles working. If you put someone thing. in there on day one or day any one of the early days, really, yeah, first, first few weeks, first months, and and you and they're crushing it like that, and they're going to be a level of but, sore and misery that they're that not going to. That keep is doing why it. For, that's for what I did that one time. <laughs> that's that was with a baby giraffe day. <laughs> <laughs> for beginning trainees, that's why I have the volume lower, yeah. and the rep range is a little bit higher, so that they're not working so intense that they can't control the movement. Um, and the volume's low enough so that if they do get sore, it's not going to be tremendously sore for, for days. And, but you're right. You can be even more candid about the conversation. Instead of going one to three reps from failure, make sure you leave a few reps in the tank for now. Yeah, just get used to the motion yep. and mm-hmm. just get your body to be like, hey, we're going to be doing this. Yep. this yeah, and exactly. That's, and that's why we're I always be just get this. used to being in the gym. Do, I mean, shit. I would even, like, you don't even have to do three sets. Like, yeah. do two sets. Do a set. Some, yeah. do Some everything things I have you doing two set sets on, Because yeah. it's, and, and, and I'm, I'm not telling you how to do your job, but you obviously. You are a little bit, and that's fine. <laughs> 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 no, but, like, for me, I it, it really was, that was a big difference. Because right. as soon as I started yeah, particularly pushing. Particularly for people who either haven't ever been in the gym or haven't been in the gym in a really, really long correct. time. You know, and, like, and they need to You'd be surprised at how okay. often I don't have to harp on that because people will naturally do what you did. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. You're, you're going you're in like, and you're this, already, this sucks. yeah, yeah. You're, you're already unfamiliar with it. You're already going to go a little bit slower. You already have a little bit of, of apprehension, apprehension yeah. towards the, the lift itself. My focus is more on making sure you are using weight that you can lift slow and controlled. Um, then I push time under tension prior to bumping up the weight or the reps. So you're naturally going to move slower. You're naturally not going to push towards that. People, people's natural go-to is not to put themselves towards failure. People's natural go-to is to conserve energy. It's just a natural process to go for. I feel like it's just with like within the last month-ish that I'm at the point now where I can do that. Right. Like, now that I, I – so I bumped to three. This actually leads us into one of the things we were going to talk about as well is – how much working out is too much working out right. because now I jumped up to three workouts and I'm like, cool. I feel like this is good. You guys talked about, I think last pod about every other day you guys do, but you've been doing this forever. Correct. So yeah. you guys working out every other day, and there's, there's even you, splits you to recovery. go every day. So, and, but, and this, this will also go into, to deload. Somebody had asked me about deload weeks. Um, not too long ago, but so it, hold on. before you start, go we're going to call this section, we're going to start, we're, we're, we're winding things down Ooh, here right. yeah. and we're going to call this section questions from the fans. We've had fans reach out to us and ask some questions. We're going to think, start doing this every, yeah. Every yeah. Week people, we have fans every day. Week so many. So. <laughs> we had downloads from Belgium. Hello to Belgium. Hello, Hello Belgium. Belgium. From Belgium. Right. We, we appreciate it. 
And well, we're gonna have this section questions from fans. So if you want to get a question in to be answered on the pod, please hit us up on our Facebook page. You can hit us up, Finding My Fit at Forty, or you can hit up Mike directly at Body by the Bear. You can hit me up uh, at Victor Solis or Vic Solis Music right. on Instagram. And, or, and you don't have to wait but, to have your question. We will answer your question then, but it's a question we can then put on the podcast because yes. your question is going to be similar to other people's questions. Yeah, totally. So this is some of the stuff that people have reached out and asked us. Uh, these are some of the questions, like how much working out is too much? Right. All right, so everybody's a little bit differently. That the, the name of the game after progressive overload, that's what we're shooting for, is recovery. So people will notice, and this is why I, I tend to ask these questions, and I, I tell people right off the bat that I want to know if, uh, you know, if you're sore for too many days in a row after a workout, if sleep is disrupted, if sex drive is going down, if energy is going down, if sleep is becoming less quality. If my sex drive goes down, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm just out, man. I'm like, oh, it's, this has been nice. I'm selling everything. It would yeah. be an acute drop, my guy. We okay. adjust. This weighs past everything. Just saying. <laughs> so those, those are all indicators to me, because I've been doing this so long, that something is off with either your training or your carb intake or your overall calories or things like that. So then adjustments need to be made. So once those adjustments have been made, and I'm like, nope, damn sure we covered all those bases, nutrition, check, workout, volume, check. Sleep, yeah, all those um, things. Sleep, yeah. check, all of those things are good, but you're still having energy issues, then you're working out too much. And, and so the body will kind of start to tell you if, if training is affected when everything else is in line, then you're working out too much. So it's different for everybody. Which I is, don't think I'm working out too much. This is the first you're, week you're I've not. been doing three. You, no, I think like, three times no a week is good. Three yeah. times um, is a good sweet spot. It, what I was going <laughs> to say is leaning on that is it's hard to get all those other things in line, especially right. as a parent. Like So for the last couple of weeks, I have been averaging four and a half hours of sleep. Wow. Oh, so you're, just, you're a functional zombie. And yeah, it, well, every, that's what I've been doing for like weeks. And everybody's just saying, no, I'm just used to this. I'm used to it. It's yeah. not. Your body needs more than that. You're yeah, literally, yeah, I know you're my just, body you're just needs functioning more well with yes. low sleep. And part of that was in order to get this whole room rearranged, yeah. mm. in order to get this rack put yep. in and the gym stuff set up, I had to burn the candle at both ends. Like yeah. we yep. get up. Ish. Be- Becky does, she's awesome at letting me sleep occasionally, the sleep in and, and recover because um, she takes care of the kids. Like right. today, actually, I slept a little bit um, unintentionally. And my son woke me up and then was like, where's mommy? And I was like, oh, she's in the other room. I was like, come back, though, because we have to get ready for school. I'm taking you to school. And then she took him to school and they just left me sleeping. And I Aww. had no idea. Yeah. So, Good wife. so have, have your workouts suffered? Yes, I've okay. been gassed. Right. So where I've said, like, I don't know if you've noticed in the thing, I've been gassed. Right. And I couldn't, I haven't been able to get through a whole workout in Had you one increased thing. strength, though, on the lifts you were able to get in? Had I increased strength? Did you say you just did over body weight on your squat the other day? That was the day that I was dumb and I... Did bad math? Right. Yeah, I did <laughs> bad math. So there's, I mean, so there's, there's it a was placebo over. effect in different but times. Like my argument there is... I know I can squat more than I've been squatting. I've right. been keeping my squat weight Correct. lower because of my knee. So we'd have to focus on the things that you have managed to push closer that, yeah, to failure. Yeah, the things on. that like I've n- never really pushed close to failure right. on squats right. on purpose. Which it takes a lot I'm of worried. people a while to do that. Yeah, I'm worried about my. I was worried about my ankle and my knee, so yeah. I've never gotten close to failure on squat. Um, maybe in the rep because I do a lot of reps and eventually, yeah. but like not yeah. in weight. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I so, mean, they go hand in hand. We, I'm, I'm not going to have you doing a one rep max for a long, long time, if ever. No, but I'm saying I can do, I'm doing like 10 to 15 reps of squats. So right. I might have only done 8 to 10 mm-hmm. on, with the more weight. Right. You know what I mean? I still did a bunch of reps with is what I'm saying. Okay. But I don't remember it specifically. But yeah, like I'm, I, I just get gassed where I'm like, I, I, I'm not even going to do yeah, this. Yeah, man, right. it's wild so I, how important sleep is. It's crazy. Yeah. It is. But it has a so huge So before I would adjust anything else, it would be getting that sleep in line. Now, here's, yeah, here's totally. another caveat, and this, this would be for another time. We've touched on it before, um, the, the TRT route. So if somebody knows that for a long time, and, you know, testosterone declines into your 30s and more and more, and it, it affects people in different ways. But if you know that, one, you're never going to stop drinking socially, uh, two, you're never going to get more sleep because you have a busy lifestyle. You enjoy what you're doing, whatever. Um, so if you have lifestyle things that will always get in the way of maximizing testosterone production and you're lower on that end because you don't have enough energy or sleep, then it might be time to, to kick down. I'm not saying that for you. This is just an overall I was going to say, I'm thing. hoping my kids will not be annoying forever. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the, that's <laughs> the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So, so basically, if somebody is on TRT... That, that drink rule is out the window. Like, your testosterone is not going to be affected because you have supplemented testosterone at that point. Really? Correct. Your sleep is not going to affect your testosterone anymore at that point. So some people will look at this as, as a cheating effect where it does make things but a little bit easier. But once you do easier. it, like you're on it. That's it, right? If you, not necessarily. You, doing... you, you can do cycles if you want, but, you, I mean, you, again, you look at some of the most famous people in the world where their, their businesses and their lives revolve around being active and working yeah, yeah, out yeah, and yeah, having yeah. a solid physique, they've, they've accepted the fact that, yes, their body's natural testosterone production will, will never pop up again. But if they did decide to go off it and they could get it back and it's at the low end of normal now, their quality of life is going to go back down for the rest of their lives. So the science is out there. There are safe, proven ways of doing it if you stay within physiological ranges. So why would you not take that and just feel better for the rest of your days at that point? I feel like... What's how I've survived is not off of TRT, obviously, but I've been drinking the bangs. bangs. Yeah, like that bangs. is poor man's TRT. That's TRT <laughs> in yeah. a can. Yeah. yeah, that's essentially <laughs> like literally. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'll drink a bang. I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm back normal. All right. right, it's like my go-go juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's... so basically, what I'm saying is, if you knew for the next two years, it's unlikely that you would average more than five hours of sleep per Look, night. If you're Tom Cruise. And you're got, you've got to do Top Gun and everything else, and you've only got three hours to sleep every single night. Correct. And you've got to work out every damn and day out and day. lean out and eat low calorie for any Marvel movie. Yeah. I don't think I'm there yet. I'm going to go with the try you're and sleep n- thing. You're not but... there. Absolutely try and sleep. The yeah, more you can yeah, elevate yeah. things naturally, absolutely. It's when somebody maybe finds themselves at they do have everything in check, and they'd have to get rid of one more thing to get another 50 to 100 uh, you know, testosterone more to max out. Everything's perfectly in line. And if that doesn't fit within your lifestyle and your enjoyment, then it might be a, a thing to look into that. That's not where you're at yet. Mm. So you get everything else in line as far as that goes first. Um, this whole working out and push, it's so crazy to me. I, so much so that recently, I, so I've been in, when I was working, how funny is this? Side tangent again. <laughs> um, when I was putting all the gym stuff in, yeah. I watched two documentaries. I watched a documentary on Eddie Hall. I oh, love that one. Nice. Yeah, I love yeah. Eddie Hall. I've seen that one. Um, for those of you listening who have no idea who Eddie Hall is, he is one of the man. world's yeah. strongest men. What, watching he, what they go. Have you seen? Have you seen him recently? He actually has the world record in deadlift. Deadlift. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a kind of a little guy too, compared to some of those dudes. Correct. Oh, they're like he, I mean, um, 
I think he's a normal size guy, and the other guys are just that's gar- true. Gino. I agree he's, with you. He's giant. They're he's gargantuan. Giant. They're he's gargantuan. Yeah. He's still yeah, very he's big. A huge dude. He yeah. um. Have you seen him lately? No. Now that he's not a strong man anymore, he's not competing. He's he, not competing anymore. He's not. No. Oh, I, I know. think yeah. he retired did, a couple years ago. Did that after that one? Was it the the world record deadlift where he had? Mental issues was bleeding out of his nose and I just don't kind of know. laid out for a hot I mean, second. that was the the world record one was on that documentary. Yeah. He, 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 he dropped, you know, he, now he doesn't have to maintain such a huge yeah, body weight. Like, and he's yeah, he's dropped. He looks good, man. Yeah. Really? He's like yeah, he's like yeah, really nice. I'm sure. Ripped. I'm sure. Yeah, because that that was the other thing. The other one that I watched was Ronnie Coleman. I also watched oh that one. Very God. good one. It's hard to watch it though. Holy that one was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. He is huge. Mungus was. At, yeah, at, at he was peak, human, yeah. at his peak. Like the dude squatted eight hundred pounds. The man in twice. the in the in the uh, in the uniform, you know, in his little police uniform. Yeah. That's what got me with the little tiny shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wearing little he's, tree truck <laughs> legs. He's yeah. huge. He was the yeah, so he's an eight time Ronnie Coleman was eight time Mr. Olympia. Yeah. Monster of a dude, but that's what even in that they were saying about how his muscles got too big to have definition. Then that's like they like they were talking about his last like the last Olympia well, or the last two or something that he won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they were like he won just on size. He was just yeah. so right. much bigger than but he's, who was, who was he the, took a toll on Jay his body. Cutler. He asked Both a of them lot. competing against each other. Yeah, they got they got too big for it to be aesthetically pleasing at that point. They're yeah. just. Monsters. Gigantic damn humans. Monsters. I, I, yeah, just the size of the. I love dude. the Eddie Hall documentary because I love watching like his wife try to go grocery shopping for him, and she's like this little tiny lady with like four buggies full of ice cream. Man, he like said it's wild. He <laughs> eats ten thousand calories a day. Isn't that wild? That yeah. mine must take huge poops, massive poops. So, so huge. A day. <laughs> yeah. Wild. That's almost my week. Yeah, I know. I, I did I mean, roughly 10,000 calories a day for two wild. months and 10 days, and I just got fat. I just got fat. <laughs> well, you didn't work out like that. I really either. didn't. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I realized that. My motivation to work out as I got fatter was down, 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 and down. You would have been yeah. huge. You'd be, you would have looked like Eddie Hall. Right? Those guys you are should've. so interesting. Yeah, I wasted like, a chance to bulk look a little bit. They've got like a layer of fat over like these massive muscles. It's yeah. such a look. I love it. So huge. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just getting into the idea of like, these guys, what they do and like the things that are necessary to yeah. get. The sacrifices sizes. they make to do the things that they do. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It is. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's a long-term sacrifice because look at Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. You well, know? Like, I, I, his body I'm, I'm trying to remember, toll. but if you look back to, to the way he was training, there were... Oh, wow. He was just so gifted genetically, there were form breakdowns in a lot of things. Yeah, he was and not lifting that much well. that yeah. much weight that quickly and I mean, and how many... Was he on a, he was obviously on a bunch of... Juice. Every one of them is, <laughs> you know, is so on like, a stack at some point. The body has so much genetic, you know, potential to to get big, to get past that level and move on. Yes, they're they're all doing cycles. I saw this, like this whatever. I don't know what this is, but apparently Eddie Hall has the. There's a, some sort of genetic. What is it called? The. Uh, the Hercules gene or something like that. They put it, muscle on really fast. Yeah, where yeah. he's capable of putting on more muscle than normal. Have you guys? But seen I was like, that sounds like you're trying to say that you're not juicing, right? No, That's definitely. Like. Now, there's there's always the possibility. Of, I, I don't know how old he is now. He he could have very high natural testosterone levels, in which case re- recovery that. and having more free flowing or yeah free free testosterone to hit those androgen receptors and such like yeah, it's possible it's possible so but you you look at at all the i mean there's there was a i can't remember the thing it was like 40% of of olympic athletes said on a a blind interview or whatever had admitted to performance enhancing drugs to get to the levels that these people are at 
and to fucking maintain for mm-hmm. the amount of time that they all maintain, not doing some sort of TRT or anabolics or I, I, I almost don't even blame them, but you, you almost have to like create a whole sec- separate section for them and go after it. And then a whole other section over here for the naturals. But I then mean, even some people over here would cheat too. So I don't know. I think it's, I, I don't think there's a, I just said I drink bangs to get by. That's performance enhancing. Mm-hmm. Everybody caffeine does, is. It does have a, everybody a does some effect. sort of thing to like help out with their performance. Like, yeah. So I don't understand why there's like, well, this is okay, but that's not it's, okay. It's because it, this isn't okay. Testosterone is just like, one of those those weird things, and it, it it's more recovery. Like giving somebody anabolic steroids or or testosterone does not nat- does not just make them gifted. Like no, to get to the work. level that these people have gotten to, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, to, totally. to do that, it's a recovery thing. So I'm I'm sorry, but a 40 year old athlete who's been in the game for 20 years and is now competing against 20 year old athletes, the they could be just as gifted, but the 20 year old athlete is going to recover faster. Oh yeah, there's no way around that. So now, is it cheating for the 40 year old to rewind yeah, the clock to, to even the, the, the level of the playing field yeah. back so that they can continue with the talent that got them there? These yeah. are not just your average individuals that start pumping themselves full of steroids. And now look how badass I am. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, I don't know. It's a highly debated topic for sure. Well, while we're talking about the strongman, part of why I brought it up is because one of the other questions, I'm going to bring it back. Ooh, lay it on. Sorry, I keep trying to cut you off because well, like, so, I, try to, I try to start my talk as soon as you're done talking. You're smart. And I'm like, I try to jump into, so I'm like trying to like be right there. What you so have to do since we're not on camera yet is you just you put off. up a hand. I'll be like, oh shit, wind it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's so quick, distracting. So then a quick, real quick wrap up for the how much working out is too much. If you're yeah. not recovering, you need to dial it back either in volume or an amount of workouts per week. Okay. And if you need, again, psychologically movement every day, find the movement that you enjoy. Go go do like a, a sport or pick up jujitsu or go walk with podcasts or do a little cardio or abs in front of the TV, something. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. you don't have to beat the shit out of your body. Bulking. Roger that. Question, well, you got this question. I did get the question. So you can share what the question is and then give me an answer. The question, because this person, I love this person, he's not always eloquent. The uh, <laughs> It was less of a was question and be Wait, like, hey, me? you should did talk about bulking. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> so... Basically, how how to bulk is is kind of the thing, and how much and you I don't define bulking, please. Okay, so most people that are looking for some coaching are looking to look good naked and lose body fat. Like that's kind of the simple. That feels thing. right. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Right. and nothing wrong with that. Nope, nothing wrong with that. And that's that's easier process. I have to say, you looking better naked? So much Whee! better. Naked. Hey. That's all I want to hear. So oh. much better. All right, naked. you guys can't see it, but he's naked right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> All right, so so bulking is going to be the opposite of that. We're looking to actually put on muscle. Now, most people, when they bulk, they don't want to gain fat during the process. Yeah. And I'll cover that in a second. So the third option is body recomp. It's the least efficient route, but it's a way for you to eat at maintenance calories, get enough protein, have your nutrition in, in check so that when you work out, it's the appropriate amount of stimulus that you can gain a little bit of muscle while burning fat at the same time. So what is, you say it's the least efficient. What is the, is there any numerical way you can explain the difference of percentages of efficiency? Like how Not much percent, less? I can give an idea. You know what I mean? Like yeah. how I can, much less I can give an idea. But I think that's just going to depend per person. So. Kind of. It is. So depending on, again, beginner to advanced trainee, let's just assume that the average person can put on two pounds of muscle in a month. And it's such a wide range of changes from person to person, but let's call it two pounds per month. Okay. 
Um, and for ease of calculation, it doesn't work out this perfect. This is on paper. But that's 7,000. max. So at max. Maximum muscular potential, we're going to call that. two pounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, again, that, that varies based off of natural testosterone yeah, yeah, yeah. levels or just... if you're doing, right, or volume or yeah. how much you work out. So we're just going to call it two pounds for ease. Um, actually, let's call it three pounds for ease. Okay. Because that's closer to 10,000. It'll be easier for me to calculate. All right, good. I like that. So 10,000 extra calories uh, for, the, for the month will get you three, three pounds, okay, roughly of muscle. Um, and that's in a, in a bulking surplus. So you need to eat 10,000 extra calories. Right. With those 10,000 extra calories, your body is the best I've seen from, from one of the people I trust the most online, science-based, is uh, Martin Burkan, who came out with intermittent fasting and really popularized it. Um, he put on about two-thirds muscle and one-third fat. So you, it's, it's very difficult unless you are legitimately on something like anabolic steroids or have really maxed out testosterone because then calorie partitioning favors muscle gain. So for the average natural person, two-thirds is about all you can hope for. So you put on three pounds for the month. Two of those pounds are muscle. One pound is fat. That's in an actual bulk. You're looking to efficiently bulk. Yep. So a lot of people will just eat the shit out of shit. You only need 10,000 extra calories for the month, Okay. That's 2,500 calories per week extra. That's less than 500 calories extra per day. Less than. Mm -hmm. But people will just... over maintenance. Over maintenance. So if your maintenance maintenance is 3,000 calories, you only need to eat like 3,500 calories a day to gain three pounds of of roughly muscle by the end of the month. But most people will just, I'm on a bulking phase. I'll eat four to 5,000 calories. And yeah, weight's (laughs) going to go up. You're going to be bulking. You're maximizing the amount of muscle you can put on for sure because you're going over your calories, but you're also putting on an excess amount of fat. So once you put on the muscle, do you then go back to a fat loss thing? Correct. A muscle sparing fat fat loss thing. So it's always, so that's, this is so interesting and so new to me. That's the game. So that's the the seesaw that you're always doing is gain muscle fat, lose the fat. Gain muscle fat, lose the fat. That is the most efficient way to do it. Now, the way I prefer to do it, is when I'm as lean as I want to be, I will go into a long, lean bulk. So I'll spend the next roughly four to five months eating at roughly 500 extra calories per day for that five months. And it's so maintenance. over maintenance, mm-hmm. over maintenance. Oh, over maintenance. Correct. Oh, wow. So it's fun. And you, it, it's amazing. Isn't that a bulk? Isn't that what you just said? It is, but it's a lean bulk. I'm not going crazy. He's not I'm not eat eating everything all day content. and just working out, uh, working out. It's more of a, a structured it's bulk. It's a very I'm still controlled tracking. bulk. It is. Yeah. So what I do is you'll go three or four months before you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, eh, abs are starting to fade a little bit. At no point are you unhappy with your physique. You still have a lean physique. You're adding some muscle in that process. And four months in, I could be 10 pounds heavier muscle-wise. So that also makes you look still just r- roughly as lean. But if I feel like I'm not quite as lean as I want to be, now I can just go on a three to four week mini cut. So in that, during that month now, instead of dieting for three to six months, I trim back down to that level of lean that I really like and go back into another four-month bulk. This should be your forever game. So you're still progressing in life. You're still getting stronger. You're still moving. You're still doing your thing. That should be like the long-term goal once you're as lean as you want to be. Let's just put on muscle. Let's stay happy and healthy. Let's give the body everything it needs to thrive. Now, when you put on all the muscle you want to put on, then you just go into a forever maintenance, and you go I was back and say, "Do you have? Do you have to?" Because we were saying, "Always getting stronger, always getting stronger." But what if you get to a point where you're just like, 
I'm, I'm, this is it. I'm good. Yes. And, 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 at, and, and at that point, if you can't really get any stronger without putting on muscle mass, then you just maintain. And that's it. And to maintain, you can work out half as a much. A lot less, yeah. Yeah. With you know, roughly the same intensity when you go in, but you're just shooting to hit those, those numbers what roughly. Is it, what is it like? Man, I'm not sure if this is the right number. I want to say it was like you have to you can put in like a ninth of the effort, like one ninth of I've, the I've effort. I've seen different numbers, like but that. it's it's low. I yeah. personally would probably just go to half. Yeah, right? it's a safe zone. You're still it's good for you psychologically even at that point so to get working out in yeah. hormone levels. Half of, of what you're so if you guys are working out every other day, you'd be working out. This Which routine. I haven't done in a week. I so. would maybe <laughs> well, I would probably. I'm just saying. Yeah. I would cut my workouts down to maybe three times a week, but the half portion of that working out because I'm still working out regularly to keep my body healthy and moving. I would cut the volume in each workout down. So when I say work out half as much, it's literally not necessarily half days. As weights. Half as much volume. Yeah. So I'm still, I still want to keep strength high. I'm okay. still going to be pushing hard on those workouts to maintain that level that I've gotten to. But it, I'm going to do significantly less yeah, to sets, keep it, less to time in the gym. It, it's a lot less. Oh effort. yeah, you spend 20 minutes in the gym just do your main compound lifts, bang out a little abs if you want, just to maintain core stability and keep your steps at 8,000 roughly per day is is the healthy range to just continue. So movement. Mike, talk to me a little bit about That's recomp great. versus this lean bulk strategy that you're doing is there a certain difference so, there. So for somebody who wants to again define or before we go and can you define recomp if the case somebody is right. Yeah. The, the full word is body recomposition. Okay. So you're saying and by recomposition we're looking to trade out fat for muscle, which is not literally a one for one process. That's dude, I would do that trade every day of the week. Everybody every would every day. Everybody I'm would. I'm in. <laughs> So for the difference between a recomp and a lean bulk is mostly the rate at which it can be done. So by doing a body recomp, you are putting on muscle and you are losing body fat. So aesthetically wise, you're never in a, a quote unquote a negative zone. Is that essentially what I'm doing? No. You are on a fat loss phase to rapidly cut body fat. So on a recomp, you cut body fat slower than you would on a fat loss phase. And on a recomp, you put on muscle slower than you would on a bulking phase. However, for the average person with everything that's thrown at us social media-wise these days and the look that we're all supposed to have, a body recomposition, if you're in the place to do it, is it's more of a psychologically happy place because you still get to eat a lot of food, mm -hmm. eating at maintenance. You never really lose your positive aesthetics that you have earned at that point. You're still going to be gaining you know, ounces of, of muscle on a biweekly to monthly basis while losing... you know more ounces of, of fat because that trade-off is going to be a, a little bit different. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, so am I not gaining just... muscle now then? You, the more you get protein in, it, now you get into a different realm. You can... Well, uh, this is just... That, no, that, no, you're that's fine. I'm like, I feel stronger. My muscles feel like they've gotten larger. Right, and there's, there's a, an aesthetic thing. I've, I've been told before that I look bigger when I hadn't seen somebody in a couple months, but I shred down 5% more body fat than it was prior. So the more angular you are, the bigger you look. That's However, okay. it's true. you can put on muscle in a calorie deficit if protein is higher than what your body needs. And it's still, it's a very slow process because almost, I tell people, you can't make muscle out of air. You, you just can't. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you're eating at a deficit, it's best to think that you're not putting on muscle and really focus on body fat. But yes, you can put on I some mean, muscle in a deficit. I wouldn't have thought that until I'm getting you start seeing yourself. stronger yeah. and yeah. I'm feeling like, like, 
I feel like I'm getting. I mean, is actually, there a thing me, about me, like conditioning your muscles rather than like growing them? Like they're just getting used to being used, or no? No, I I, I just I just re- realized that there's there's two two types of people in human population that can actually gain muscle and lose yeah, body the big at noobs, the same time. The newbie noobs. It's the very noobs. And the people who were big ones but are highly detrained. So I'm sorry. Yes, you are putting on a little bit of muscle while burning fat, even in a fat loss phase, because you were such a new trainee. And when I say new trainee, like somebody I consider new is within the first one to three years of consistent weight training. And this is me personally. I, don't, I haven't actually read that specifically. That's me personally. Because it takes... 10 years to really gain that, that thick, solid muscle and, and strength. Um, it's a long, long process. Again, some people do it faster than others. Don't get me wrong. I'm just throwing out numbers here. Right. So for me personally, I consider an intermediate lifter, anybody who's been lifting consistently for three to probably five or six years. And depending on how well you train around that time, you could potentially call yourself an advanced trainee after that six or seven year mark. That's, that's my numbers and how I gauge people in when I start to do programming and, and split things up or am accurately giving them fat loss to muscle building ratios. So I'm not worried about any of that because I'm going to get old by then. Six, seven, <laughs> ten years. You say that, mm-hmm. but you're in your 40s and you're literally improving now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm 42 for and I'm me- still improving. So you're not going to be old by that point. Your body, if you're still getting better at that point, you're not growing older. You're getting better. You're living longer, you're stronger, you're healthier, you're yeah, more energetic. that's what I'm saying. But I'm like, I'm not worried about, like, I ain't chasing no strongman thing or doing... No, like no, no, you don't bulky, have to. Like, trying to get, like, big, dude, where, like, the leaning up and gaining some muscle... Yeah. Because, I mean, I had to gain some muscle from where I was. I mean, I was for a sure. decently strong dude. You like, have. For what I was, but I feel like I, I know I'm a lot stronger You, now. you mm-hmm. are and Even you have. Even stuff like, I mean, it also helps that I'm, like, 38 pounds down from where I was, but... Uh, I I had to get up on a stage that I normally get on. I think I've said this before. And I usually like push off my knees when I have to like yeah. step up and thing. Like I can just put my leg up and stand up. Yeah. Nice. Like I'm not like nice. having to do that's, anything. This is functional lifestyle metrics that that you have. So that's why when that stuff lifting. happens, I'm like, I gotta be stronger because like yeah. I've I've noticed the well, difference. It's, it's not even a guess like at that. that point though. You you are legitimately stronger. You're you're seeing yeah. it. So there, there shouldn't be any second guessing that. You are, and you have gained some muscle size, and you're still losing body fat. And not, you, you phrase it as not chasing strongman competitions, but life is its own kind of competition. And honestly, the stronger you are, the easier it is. And if your goal in is the gym be stronger than my kids, that's my goal is to maintain yeah. the strength. Over and so, my so think about that. Go. If you're yeah. consistently training for for ten plus years, they're not going to catch you. You're still strength training. At some point. Obviously, they will if they stick with it, but it's a long way down the road. Good. That's what we're going long for. Long yeah. way. And you always, you'll always for. have that dad strength. Yeah, It yeah, just yeah. is what it is. But so our, our goal is it just happens to be that if you train for strength, that's the healthiest route to train. You're not training for a competition, but you are training for health and constant, you know, not stagnating. Constant progress as far as that goes. As far as muscle gain goes, you're not going to wake up one morning and be like, oh, shit, I overdid it. You know, <laughs> like it's such, a, it's such a slow process that you're going to have time to recognize in the mirror and be like, all right, I am happy here. So then just maintain. Does but the amount of days you work out correlate to the amount of muscle that you gain? Yes. So the more you work out, the more muscle you gain. Dependent at the training level that you're at. Also dependent on your recovery, right? Like 
it's all about recovery. So that's what I'm saying. I, I can handle more training volume than you can because I've been training for 20 years. Does that make sense? So you're still going that, but your, your muscle gain potential is higher than mine on much less working out. So I need that volume to gain muscle. I can work out more often than you and recover, but you can gain muscle with, with less effort as far as that goes. So you're if, in a great place right now because you're in the newbie with your stage potential. If you really wanted to, to put on it's muscle, so crazy! Like this is all just so wild. It is. So with with your ability to put on muscle at this point and lose body fat, if we increased your volume intelligently over more days and kept your protein high, you would be elevating muscle protein synthesis daily, giving the body something to elevate it for. You would literally gain more muscle and probably lose a little more body fat. But you'd have to be working out more days. It would be more of an interjection in your life. So it would be one of those things where you're like, Which, I know it's going to be more, but I, I really want to make this happen yeah, because it, it does actually. realistic. But now that I have the home gym is like, I've actually, so like I have been trying really hard before this yeah. to avoid working out when I had gigs because right. I was just like, it's not going to happen. I worked out yesterday and I played last night. And yeah. I feel great today. Nice. So like I'm finally, like that's what I was saying. Like, so, the last so this would actually help you then if you split it up because you're, you're having a less intense recovery from the workout to when you're having to go do stuff because we split your volume up over more of the week. You could literally kind of do what I'm doing, which is a, it's a DUP. It's a daily undulating periodization. <laughs> undulating. So daily. I don't like that word. From that one workout to the next. I don't either. Dirty. That's why I had to it say sounds it. So, that sounds awful. From one workout to the next. anything. He's going to undulate you, man. I change rep ranges. So, sorry. What was that? Sorry to say. I'm, I'm yeah, still what? stuck from on From one workout to the next, I change rep ranges. So let's say Monday is my heavyweight uh, oh, lower set range of deadlift and bench press. So it's, it's a full body day. That's what I do for that day. Just I that, those two moves? That's it? That's oh, it. Oh, that's cool. So then I take a day break, and then I work the other half of my body, where now I'm doing squats, um, weighted chin-ups, and overhead press. Just a few sets of each, max effort, done. Way to break. Now I go back to deadlift and bench press the day after that, but now I'm doing more volume with lighter weight. I do that a lot. So now I'm doing eight to 10 sets of those same exercises, maybe a couple more depending on how I feel. Day break, then I go back to squats, chin-ups, It's, it's kind of nice to press. do a heavy day and then a light, high volume So your body day. has a better chance to recover. It's less intense, but it's more volume. So you, by changing that, instead of doing it all in one workout where you're getting less efficient pushes through each set, I've split the volume up, but I'm working out each day. So when I eat and when I take in protein, muscle protein synthesis is elevated on more days. My muscle gaining potential and recovery is elevated because I've given more days of my week towards my fitness. As far Something as random that I've noticed from doing that is like when you have those high volume, lower weight days, you really can kind of make a really good mental connection with the muscles because oh, it's yeah. not so hard of a movement. Correct. And so you can kind of get really into it. And then it helps you a little bit more on the heavy days. That, yes. that muscle memory, you're, you're yeah. further cementing that good form into your body. So then when you go lift yeah, heavy, exactly, you just yeah. keep that. I've just noticed that even so when I do... In the same workout, he has me doing uh, squats and kettlebell squats in mm -hmm. the same workout. And so I use less. I don't have right. 205-pound kettlebells. kettlebells. Thank, thank so, God. Because so. I didn't give you a rep range that fits 200-something-pound <laughs> kettlebell. Yeah. But <laughs> I, so what I've been using is I just have two the 35-pound dumbbells, and I just mm -hmm. do them with 70 pounds. Perfect. Like, yeah. And 
but I can get deeper in the squat yep. and can like control and understand more of my movement. Absolutely. That I've noticed that that when I do the squat the next time, I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel this a little bit better. Do, yeah. Getting underneath a heavy bar method to the madness in trying to yeah. you know hold this heavy bar and then also kind of take you know note Line of all of the up. things yeah. like that is a challenge enough as it is so like yeah if you do if you have like a little bit of time of when you're doing it a high volume you know lower weight that really does help you kind of get in that yeah. that kind of comfortableness with that move yeah, for sure totally. so yeah that i did notice that that makes a big difference yeah for me so cool i feel educated michael yeah this is a good episode man I'm glad, i learned a guys. lot about alcohol and muscle growth and i really it is super intriguing and it is so wild to me how like i don't know you i'm please do not be offended by what i'm about to say so but as somebody <laughs> no, who no did promises. not train <laughs> as somebody who didn't train forever yeah. and would look at guys like you and just be like freaking muscle heads they don't but the <laughs> fact that there's so much science and so much like it is ridiculous like you can go down a rabbit hole man yeah oh, it's a lot so of information crazy to me about how specific and how integrated and like it it's just wild to me and how especially now that people that you've learned so much we talked about that ronnie coleman how he was he, he bulked and he was humongous but now he's paying the price of it later i don't want to pay the price of any of this yeah later. no i don't want to be at the point you know for him it was he has to be as massively big as he possibly correct. can to win these shows you know it and, was and less he, less about being he's functionally not strong and, 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 but know? he still he did it with really good lifts but in order to get to the peak and squeeze out that extra yeah, 0.1% he was lifting at max potential every damn time. And you can see form breakdowns with like 800 damn pounds and yeah. deadlifts and flinging himself through with, with not quite proper positioning. And and this is not a negative dig on that man. That no, man is genetically is fucking beast. gifted. His yeah, aesthetics yeah, yeah. <laughs> were absolutely killer. And his ability to move weight, my God. Dude, I but mean, they show him with just some dumbbells like that. Just look, it's, it's insane. That's what they said the one guy in the thing. Uh, but the, the body is meant to move through these stable and forever. But if we have improper movement patterns, you will eat through fucking joints. You will oh, degenerate yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah that's a, the one line in that in the in the. What's he say? I haven't seen it in a while. He says he's like, yeah, Ronnie. He's just he was just different, man. He was he's. He was the guy. He was lifting those weights that are in the corner that were dusty <laughs> that nobody was even touching. Those are the weights that he was lifting. He was. I mean, is he's, he's a, just a gifted damn human, and it's yeah, it was amazing what he was able to do. But un, unfortunately, yeah. that that wear and tear that specifically level, that, that he put himself high, through high, high, high level of, of stress on the body. Yeah, it takes. He said he did a squat. I mean, you look at Jay Cutler's not going through that. No, and Jay Cutler did all the same, all the same stuff too. So it it, it really does depend. Well, all on the other the guys that he was the competing against were all there, and none of them are like yeah. that. That's true. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So it, it's I'm telling you, I, I remember watching it. And there was some movement patterns for his body. Like he may have been doing the, the perfect set. Like everybody does perfect form, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as perfect form unless you're adapting it to your body. There was an initial setup. But then you make it work for your body's anthropomics and mm-hmm. arthrokinetics, which is the way the bones move and shit. So, like I said, I literally just watched this yeah. thing. So, but he said he had a back. He's always had back problems since right. he was nineteen. He had back issues. Mm. He said he did the one. He did a squat and he had somebody spot on him and he was like, and he felt this. Like, I remember pop, that part. And it was loud yeah. mm-hmm. and he was he he put the weight. He's like, did you hit me? He said to the spotter. He's like, no. He's like, what was that sound? He goes, I don't know. I heard that too. What was that? He goes, and he didn't realize. He went. He got like he finished his his yep. workout and did everything went was going changed to go to work and was driving was like 
that still hurts. I still hurt. Something's not right. He's like, and so at that point, he goes, I decided, should I go turn left and go to the work or should I turn right and go to the hospital? He, and he's like, and I turned right and went to the hospital and realized he had shot, a disc had shot out. He had herniated a disc, and that's what that pop was. Nope. A disc in his <laughs> back popped out. Pass. Right. And so if, if there's no rounding in the back and the back is, is flexed against the spine in that neutral or flexed position, you can't hurt your back. Like you just, you can. That's why when people are looking at, at basically, uh, I don't want to say that again, you just said about blanket statements. I don't want to say you can't. You definitely could. I know, but but yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. Yeah. But I'm, I'm telling you, you you can't. You're so less likely. No, 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 no. Mike, if you put a thousand pounds on my back, no matter how my back is, you're probably going to hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well that's, that's structural integrity cracking. That's what I'm saying. Your body's only so strong. But his his bones didn't crack. Like the disc shot out. How would a disc shoot out if it's compressed down on itself in the natural range? Yeah. Yeah. In that particular situation. So that is a rounded portion at that point where the disc was able to kind of pop back out. So what I'm saying is. In theory, I understand what you're saying. Right. But let's, let's leave a little room for error. And like, most likely you will not hurt yourself. It's almost impossible. I yes. will I will concede we, to that. Yes. But it's it's the same argument of not having an arch for when you bench this. When I first started bench pressing, everybody's like, no arch, no arch, you have flat back. It's horseshit. Yeah. By by going that arch and flexing your spine, your erector spinae or flexing in the way it's supposed to be flexed. Flex. Correct. Not straight. Right. Correct. Like everybody yeah. thinks you have a straight spine, but your that also draws not back straight. your scapula, yeah. Yeah, puts yeah. your body in a whole better position, you're you're more stable. So do yourself a favor. If you're just starting out and this is the first episode you're hearing, first off, thanks for coming and joining us. We appreciate it. We're glad that you're here. But also do yourself a favor and learn proper form on this stuff. Don't just start throwing weight around. Um, When I started this process, Mike actually, I went over to Mike's place, his gym, and we worked on form and he showed me some technique on some of the stuff. And I'm constantly like... I'm one of those people who just obsesses. Obviously, we, we I'm should doing do a podcast an, an episode this. of. I was thinking about that of cues and stuff yeah. that would help people. We with form. Even... There's some really good form cues that people come up with that you know they say when they say it to you, it really helps your brain like figure out. Yeah. Oh, I should put my body in this particular position. We can also do sure. and again. Like, like my plan is to get the social media page up for this. We can do video in here of going through sure. some yeah. lifts and things. Well, like I actually that. have space now with this rack. Correct. And it's yeah. actually set up pretty nice. That I, yeah. I'm probably going to be posting photos of my setup because I'm like, it's so sexy. Yeah. I just love. We'll, my setup. we'll get that set up, and my my website will actually be up and running too by the end of this week. So, we'll but what I'm saying is, there. make sure you're doing things properly. Make sure you go into it, do the research. Don't just jump into it like. Obviously, you care enough that you found us and you found the podcast and we love you for it. And we're super grateful that you're here and we want to help you any way we can. But also do yourself that favor and find the proper way to do these things so you don't hurt yourself because that's the quickest way to stop. Yeah. The worst part of this whole stretch for me, I've been in it seven months now. Um, I went about a month and a half that I didn't work out at all because I hurt myself. My ankle got messed up. And when I hurt my ankle, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't work out. I, I just had it sapped all motivation. It sapped any. I was terrified that I was going to hurt myself. I finally got to a point where I was just like, it, it got felt a little bit better, not a whole lot. And I was like, screw it. And I got into it. And I ended up, my ankle actually get, started getting better the more yep. I was using it and the mm-hmm. more I was working out with it. But whether you know that or not, it's still hard to get yourself motivated into that to get those workouts in. Most people tend so, to avoid those injuries as opposed to rehabbing through them. Yeah, well, that's exactly. So, we, we could att- potentially do a Facebook group as well at some point with this too. And people can, that's actually a really people, good idea. People can submit 
forms for us to take Let's a look start at. That and one, like we'll that. start a Facebook Good group idea. after this, and uh, yeah. which will be that'll be up before this episode came out. So if Perfect. you're on the Facebook group, make sure you message us because <laughs> you know this episode will be out after we. Yeah, and I, start I can that, put so. that up too. I'll be on my computer today with the website. Awesome so. guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. Uh, if you have any questions, please hit us up, and we're gonna start trying to answer some more questions for you guys. And we have lots of other stuff that we. I'm going to talk about. Oh, yeah, we do. We have wonderful brains. I had some really good question, a really great question I wanted to ask you today, Mike. And it's going to have to wait until next week. (laughs) It is. You better write that down. Yeah. All right. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye. See you next week.